What'd you shift? What'd you shift to? Well, we'll, we'll get into that. We we'll get. To yeah, I was gonna say we'll talk into it in hobby. Yeah, yeah sure we, we, we got we got a couple hours to go over it. Better better be WTC because that's coming up. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to start talking about that. <laughs> like ten months away. Less than a year. I'm I'm Jesus. already playing yeah. and practicing. So I need to start getting on that. Well, it's not that far away. All right, All right. we got. Uh, Having contest, bug eater, just a couple of rules that have been floating around. One that does have an official ruling that came back, the other we're still waiting on. Okay, cool. All right. And stuff. Our, yep, let's let's roll. Uh, what episode number are we on for real? 60? 62. 62? 62. 61 was the paint pick post. I don't know, it feels like we're on 63. Well, if you look at our glorious website. Yeah, it didn't publish if we did a 62. It says 61 paint kick. Snafu. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. Yep. All right. Welcome to another episode of Snafu. Um, if you can't tell, my voice is hopefully will hold out through the episode. This is episode 62. Uh, I'm Rick. This is awkward. Uh, everyone say hi. Say hi, Dale. Hey, guys. And Jeff. Hey, everybody. And Pat. Morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on your part of the commute or paintbrush hobby. Okay. This is the worst me. one yet. So, all right. <laughs> well, Welcome. 62. We're due. Yeah. Yeah, we're due for it. We were due for a doozy anyway. We're due for a big... This is yeah. going to be a shitter. Yeah. Well, this one's going back, back to the basics, back to the beginning of of this whole thing. So, well, we keep um, our promises. So. Yep. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> we might be slow, but we'll keep them. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised nobody actually caught us on this and has said anything about it ever since. Other, did someone ask us to cover the bulge? No. Uh, or we just no. decided that we maybe need I to do did. that. Well, usually okay, when so I walk into a room, I get a little bit of that, but a little bit of bulge coverage. Yeah, usually everybody averts their eyes and tries people, not to mention people it. People asking me to cover the bulls. The, the banana <laughs> hammock. I thought you were just happy to see me. <laughs> I'm always happy to see you. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, so I know I can tell. <laughs> the, re- the reason why it crept back into my agenda stream is that uh, it's going to be part of the theme for Operation Snafu this year. Right. I think, nope. yeah, and we thought we'd covered it, and it sounded like we, we covered pieces of it, and we never covered all of it. So we're coming back to it now. It's yeah. Operation. All the way back from episode three. Pesty Bulge, right? That's the name of it this year? Yeah. Buddha Bulge? Buddha Peston Bulge. Uh, It's a Pesty Bulge. A Pesty Bulge. Uh, Sure. Yeah, so after three, uh, back in March of 2017, and now we said we'd follow up at a full episode just before (laughs) the break, and now in July of 2021, we are coming full circle on that promise. Yep. There you go. Yep. We're back. All right, Mm -hmm. so... We'll be covering the bulge. We're going to cover our contest winners, or winner, excuse me, winner. Uh, we got lots of tournament stuff to talk about. We have lots of stuff to talk about. We do. We really do. All right, let's start Let's start at the hobby talk. Uh, Dale, have you been working on anything for Bolt Action, or otherwise, I suppose? Yeah, I'm getting ready for WTC. I played um, three practice games in the last two or three weeks. Nice. So, yeah. And you win all of them? No, I didn't. Um, I won one, and I drew two others. 
So it was good. Um, I played um, the first game, played against Gregor. Um, he brought a veteran Japanese infantry force, which was really Ooh, interesting. interesting. That's intriguing. And um, I came out early doors, um, smashed him really hard, and then I made two critical mistakes, and that allowed him to bring it back. And we played a full game as well. We got okay. six turns, didn't roll the extra turn. Nice. So um, uh, not, I was, not in two hours, though. I'm assuming you just played it casually. Um, I think, it, no, it was like two and a half hours. So um, we had, okay. uh, Pat has a tournament coming up, and most of the people that I'm, I'm playing or practicing with, they're kind of concerned that they can't complete games within the amount of time. And so sure. when, when we set up, our objective is to play as quickly and decisively as we can and then worry okay. about mistakes that we made afterwards and things like that. Like walk through them later, but at least right. recognize your mistakes. Right. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Um, but um, I overcommitted with my gas and carelessly threw it away. And then Oops. when he came in um, outflanking all on one side, I didn't actually just draw back. I just kind of sat there and mm. s- to see what would happen. And that allowed him to get it back in the late game. So, what was the scenario? Um, uh, these were all three of them were no man's land. Uh, okay. Second game was a win. I played against Evan. Um, he had a, another Russian force, and he was just kind of we were just going back and forth. Um, he conceded after turn four, um, but I was proud of him to get to that point because it was going really badly for him early on, and he's just kind of shrugging, and you know, it's like he couldn't really see any way through, and. You know, I'm like, no, you know, stick through it. See what you can learn about your list and how stuff works. And mm-hmm. uh, but then, and then the last game I played against Mike, and um, that ended up being a draw as well. No man's land. We only got two dice off of each other, and it was a wow. It was an interesting. It was an interesting uh, game. Um, I was trying all sorts of things that I could to get dice off of him. Just throwing everything I could at the kitchen sink, but the table itself was kind of a unique setup. There were four buildings in the middle um, along the center line um, with walls that all blocked line of sight, and then just beyond those, there were two or three dense terrain forests that you couldn't see through, and so there was just not hardly any line of sight, and I'm just trying to swing around, but because we couldn't get any early points, we ended up just kind of dancing around each other, which ended up being a draw, so... But we finished that game as well. But it was it, it, that was interesting because um, it's it, it's a mental exercise where, from a WTC perspective and competitive play within the team, you have to you have to work out what you need to get from your particular game um, for the team. But you have to be aware of what the table and the mission you're playing on the table is actually going to give you. Sure. And yeah. so. Um, I'm sitting there, like about turn four, looking at the game, trying to figure out where I can get dice and not give up dice. You know, I don't want to trade. I want to grab. Sure. And yep. um, it just the, the table wasn't. The, I just the table wasn't giving it to me. And so then we just it just ended up being a draw. And that bothers me. But I think that sometimes if the draw is the best thing you can do, then that's going to have to be okay. So. But yeah, so that's um, that's where um, that's where it's at now. I'm kind of getting ready for Pat's Pat's tournament. There's a one day tournament in Wisconsin, like three hours away that I'm thinking about going to just to get some more some more nice. practice in. Do so it. yeah, but that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at now. So is that the Oshkosh one? It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. I uh, I asked for him to give us uh, some information about that, and he I don't either. He sent it, and I didn't see it, or I lost it in the shuffle. But yeah, well, if that comes back. We'll certainly put a plug in for that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm just um, just kind of 
getting familiar with the list again and learning learning how to play again after 14 months or however long it's been. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's yep. fun. It's it's been fun. It's good. Have you, done, cool. have you painted? Do you think maybe there's going to be any list changing? Any tweaks that you can make to your list? That I, you might I, need models for? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's going to take you know another 20 or 30 games of practice just to figure out if and and all of the scenarios, right? And then and see how that list fits in with our other lists to make sure that okay. we're kind of ticking all the boxes and things like that. But um, yeah, but right now it's just I'm just playing the one list that I've got and. And just really drive in that one as, as far as I can. And we'll adjust moving ahead if we need to. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. I'm glad you're getting games in at least. Uh, at least one of us is Yeah. right now. Hopefully yeah. we'll start playing some more games again. Yeah, I hope um, so. Jeff, how about you? What are you working on? <laughs> uh, well, uh, Just July? <laughs> just I'm working on July, yeah. yeah. My God. Uh, Pat and I will talk about this later. We went down to a tournament, um, I guess the first weekend of June there, and had a lot of fun with that, but most of my hobby stuff since the last episode was tweaks on that. I painted a couple trucks for that army, uh, did some terrain uh, for the display board pieces and some setup for that, which was good. But uh, the display last board was awesome, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. I had a lot of fun making that one. It's, it was pretty, pretty enjoyable experience. So, but the uh, back half of June here is I, uh, I told myself I was going to paint up this Italian army, finish painting it up for. Uh, for Pat's tournament, and uh, this has been the worst painting experience I've ever had. Uh-oh. Well, it's, they can well regard, yeah. It's just... It's frustrating to paint an army that I know is terrible. <laughs> and it's like... I mean, like, I got the painting station set up, I got everything laid out, I've got a list together, and even when you're putting the list together, it's like, why am I playing this army with this list? This, I mean, this is all abjectly inferior to another army list. Mm. Right, and, and I know someone it. else does it better for sure, and and not just does it better, but even if you did it average, it'd be better, well, right? Well, that's still better. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like other armies are great, and you should always play the cutting edge. It's like these guys oh, are literally being put in a hole, right? Well, because you're are you playing are you building Italian paratroopers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like for certain, there are better paratrooper lists you can do, build. Do they even like, get stubborn? They do now, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah everybody yeah. does now. Everybody, well, all Bulgarian paratroopers in in some contexts do not have it. Yeah, they, they can oh, get okay. they can get stubborn. Um, the other one, if you're playing the additional units, fac one, they can get Panzerfaust first, which is the only thing that makes them viable. Right, um, and they can get fanatic for two points a guy, which is awesome. But well, at the same that's time, cheaper fanatic, but yeah. right, it's awesome. But at the same time, it's kind of like. It's such a point investment to such a small number of order dice. Right. I don't. I don't really know that it's <coughs> going to be very competitive. Like in a vacuum, it's a great unit. But I mean, I mean, I play guys. We'll get into this later. You play guys with like British SAS lists or even Gurkhas for that matter. Although Gurkhas are horridly undercosted. But yeah, for sure. Say a British SAS See, guy. Episode 52. <laughs> Are you first? Are you kidding? Or are you just making shit up? Or you actually got all the numbers? I'm making shit up. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I might make see episodes one through right. sixty. Like I think you could do all of them. Yeah, we, we probably we, bitch about Kirkus. We, yeah, we know about Kirkus. Yeah, but the point being is, it's like they're just in a vacuum. That unit looks great, but when you're putting a list together, like an actual competitive list, you just like. This is a suboptimal choice for what it's going to do in this list, right? Right. right. The opportunity yeah. cost to take them precludes me from taking additional units that would make this list maybe work. 
Right. And so it's just really frustrating. So, like, they're sitting on the table. I've got 12, 13 of them painted, and I have about 30 more to paint. And it's just really hard to get the ambition up to paint them. And I don't want to paint them like crap. Like, the whole point of painting this army was to put a lot of effort into it and make it look good. Mm-hmm. And I already want to paint something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but stubbornly, I'm going to finish painting this. Painting days until your list is due. Right. Well, yeah. Oh my God! Thanks, Pat. Maybe yep. panic. Okay. As we record here on July second, that is. Yeah, and then I'm going to be gone for the next week, so that's great too. <laughs> well, I mean, were you? Did you want to take him to the to Pat's tournament? I mean, I guess I, the more reps I get in a single list, I'm, the more happy I'm going to be. Okay. Like at least. Tweaking a list is better than like trying to figure out what I'm going to play, but I'm not going to have the Romanians done by then. I don't think it's mm-hmm. not likely. It's not likely to happen. Jeff, that. what about you? You're trying to get the Italians done before. I want to get Pat's the Italians. Turn? Yeah, I want the Italians okay. done for Pat's tournament because I've routinely played every list that people said was a little underpowered and found them not to be underpowered. But this this time, I'm really thinking that like <laughs> this is this is fighting with an arm tied behind your back. Okay. Like I think Norwegians, frankly, are more competitive. So, <laughs> and that's just because they don't have any special rules well, to speak of. Yeah, they don't have negative army rules right. or right. uber situational army rules that, right. uh, particularly in tournaments, you don't play a lot of attack or defender scenarios. So, no, depends on which tournament you go to. Some of them do. Yeah, never, never more than half though. Right? No, for, for sure, it'll only ever be like at least half the games. You're right. Never more than that, probably. Well, right. we'll we'll discuss this later in the tournament update. But when I do a three game tournament, you're going to have. One kill point, one objective grab, and one attacker, one attacker defender scenario. Right. That's right. that's a pretty stock. As long as you can make sure that the attacker defender scenario is is not balanced. point defense. Yeah. Well, right. It's not a balance. <laughs> it's not a. It's a balanced scenario. Attacker defender. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is a little tricky. Yep. I don't like attacker defenders. I I dislike them as well. But again, point defense is an atrocious one for, in my opinion, as far as like being balanced, like. We can get into that in a little bit. I'm sure we'll get into it in a little bit. Yeah, um, guarantee it. Yeah, yep. uh, Pat, what have you been working on? Uh, so I was talking to you guys a little bit before. I didn't make my my painting queue in the Soviets because I made a I made a shift to my DAC. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I the last time I played them, I pulled them out for the tournament with team tournament with Jeff, and I had 700 and. 79 points worth or something like that and I wanted to bring up to a thousand so I could maybe go get some practice games in some of these guys with an actual tournament list that would be acceptable for the Theaters War tournament and so I just you know needed a squad uh, an anti-tank gun and probably an armored car and I can bring that list up to a nice smooth thousand points with 123 points of LMGs um, yeah I was going to say like, how many <coughs> LMGs are in that list mm-hmm. six <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's free, it's 40, a free unit. forty-two DAC. So out of, Western, <laughs> out of the Western Desert Cheese Book. Okay, that's a good list. It's a good list. It's got no Foss. It's got no Tiger Fear. Not that that's a thing anymore. Not a good thing anyway. It's still, it's still know, a thing. It's not great. It's still thing. a thing. It's just garbage now. Just take a Stug instead. Like it's just easy. Take a, to take a Panzer three, or a Panzer three. I got a Panzer three. Yep. Or so. anything less than a G, right? Is the G's where it starts, right? Yeah, well, and G's weren't in Western Desert. Yeah. Yeah. What's on the three? Uh, it's got a medium anti-tank gun, nine armor, hull MMG, coaxial MMG. It's a Panzer IV without being a Panzer IV. Well, the Panzer IV is a, is a two-inch HE. The Panzer III is just a one-inch oh, HE. Oh, okay. And it's I think this is the lighter version, so it's the armor eight for 130-some points. 
Oh, it's Armor 8. Oh, so it's Armor okay. 8. So it's a really light Panzer. Thing. I think you said it was oh, Armor okay. 9. Well, yeah, was yeah. Super I, I did. Yeah, the I the heard. version I took is the, the lighter. So there's like four different Panzer three options. One of them is oh, the, sure. one's a, the lighter one is the 8 armor, and then there's the heavier one with the 9 armor. Yeah, so like that's the one you want. You want the light one. I like cheap yep. tanks, I cannot lie. Right. Oh, what? Yep. Yeah. So, and apparently uh, I'll be doing my anti-tank gun we'll probably discuss shortly here as to why I'll be painting it this month. Maybe I'll actually mm-hmm. make, uh, make one of those quota things. And right, I, this one should be easier. This should be easier. It's, it's, it's in what I'm currently painting. And yeah. then I've been going through... Uh, I'm bringing eight game boards, and I've asked Jeff to bring his favorite four. Yep. So that Damn. will give us our 12 game boards. But I've had to go through and make sure that they're all still intact and, you know, uh, turns out I had to finish one. Um, the airfield <laughs> that I started a year ago, I started revamping a year ago. I still hadn't finished. So I got most of it and I'll have put together and then put the finishing touches and then that one should be done. And then I've got uh, two other boards that still need to, two or three other boards I still need to go through and get those packed up this month. And I've been writing scenarios. Got a couple, two brand new ones that I'll be releasing. I'll probably be sending those out to all the players tomorrow. So I'm cool. sending out a. Uh, five pack out of five scenarios, three of which will be played, and I haven't decided which three yet. So, oh. we decide before the day of, or are you going to just roll it up day of? It might, it might depend heavily on my mood when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. All right. So, how about you, Rick? Um, so, I also didn't make my quota for the painting contest, but I have good excuses this time at least. Um, so, I, I painted my dudes, I airbrushed some guys, I got them all looking good. Starting to starting to work on their basing, so I typically what I do is I'll glue I'll just tack them down to a, a, a spare base I have right. I'll yep, just put them I on do the same thing. Temp mm-hmm. bases, and then I'll build up their other bases. Well, in the process of making my new bases, I got a bunch of stuff that Dale suggested from Frontline Games, the debris packages and stuff, and a bunch of bricks from things from things from the basement. Is that that's what they are? And get out all my stuff. I start making the bases, gluing shit down. I go get my earth paste by Vallejo, and I open it up. And it's been 14 months or 16 months since I've opened it. It's like goo in there. So mm. I like started using it. I'm like, this shit ain't gonna do anything. It wasn't sealed properly. Uh, it, I think it, it was, but it's just 16 months old. It just leaked out enough. I just hadn't checked it, and, you know, maintained it at all. So I hadn't put anything in there to, you know, help keep it. Oh, my my Vallejo mm-hmm. snow uh, was actually fine, and that, that also sat the same yeah, sequence. Different materials, kind of, maybe. Could be, it could be yeah, kind yeah, of pasty. I mean, oh, it's it's more than pasty. Though. Okay. It's like almost like used chewing gum. Ooh. It's like it's like it, I, <laughs> okay. I stick it down and you it doesn't stick to the it. base. Oh. I, I I like I stirred some up and I got a little bit of useful stuff and I was able to get five bases started. But I'm like mm-hmm. I. I'm like this shit's gonna fall off. I don't. I'm just like I'm gonna start over again. I'm gonna get some. Uh, the, source, the source carries that Vallejo texture stuff. Oh, do they? Good because yeah. I was like Amazon. Amazon's like thirty four dollars a jar right now. How yeah. do you? Oh, um, oh know, something stupid like that. So were you? Were you using? Were you hoping to use the paste to mix up with the debris? The debris, or no, were you so using was, it to fill in the gaps? I was using it to fill in the gaps. Okay. Right. So okay. I put a, I like put you know I put a piece of stone, a little pile of bricks, some mm-hmm. stone like other stone, okay. and then I would paste in around it. Okay. To to give it like depth and texture. So. Mm-hmm. And also to give me a spot to like get a guy to stand. So. Okay. Um, so I was work, waiting on that, and then I'm. It's also it's a winter themed army. So I was I ordered I was going to order snow, the Vallejo snow to use on the on that same thing. So. 
just hadn't gotten to the bases, so I just kind of like I, I gave up waiting for shit to arrive. I have a or half a jar it. of Lejos snow left over, I think. That you're never using again? Uh, I may not because I still have a I still have a third jar. <laughs> and I do know I did see one at the source last week, so <coughs> I Try. might just go buy yep. buy up all the shit from the source. Yeah, so I just essentially ran into my own problems of not being prepared to have all my materials in front of me. So It's like it's been a year plus since you've done it, right? But mm-hmm. to be fair, it felt great to be painting again. These guys, I'm happy with how they're turning out. I think they're going to be a little bit grimmer and dark than I think normally look. Um, I'm using some new techniques that are just variants of what I've done before, right? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not using black to do my undercoating anymore. Well, I did black, and then instead of doing my zenith highlight with gray and white i just went brown and then lighter brown to get the coat the right color Mm -hmm. and then i kind of give shade to everything else while i was doing it which works just fine it seems to be just fine you got a nice dark like kind of grimy like uh what's what's it called grim dark Um, what's yeah grim dark yeah kind (laughs) of like that so Mm. uh, we'll see I'm, i'm excited i'm just it's a nice to have paint like doing paint again so yeah even though it's like I'm doing shit and like I'm, I'm, my airbrush station in the basement's like ad hoc put together right now just because I needed to get it all back out, but I don't have a spot to do it down there yet. So whatever, I'll just make do with what I got. You're trying. It's I got to try because I got to get shit done. I'm I have a feeling I'll be bringing Romanians to to WTC because I think we're gonna need a, one of those kinds of lists. So yeah. I, I mean, getting and getting the hobby going again is like <laughs> it's like trying to start that more. After the long right. winter, you got to pull right. on that mower a couple times. Dude, I don't know what's wrong with you. I got mine going. first pull. Mine, mine just fired right away. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Like old, old mine doesn't gas. Pull. I have to, I have to turn the key. But you know. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that cool. Yeah, I don't have I'm, a rider for my five yards of yard. <laughs> I've got an acre I'm on, so I mean, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot more land than I do. I've tried pushing a mower across it when I was much younger. Didn't have any money, and that was a huge pain <laughs> in the ass. So when we bought this house, I decided I was going to be super hippie and um, <laughs> buy, buy the real mower, you know, like the, 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 push, the old the push 1950s blade. push blade. Like, Those things are like, awful. I think we've talked about this. I used it for half a season, and I threw that fucker out. I was like, this thing is a piece. I'm like, it's so bad. Well, did you get like, did, did you get it sharpened before you were using it and stuff? Oh, God, no. It was, I bought it off the shelf in Home Depot, and I well, thought it was going to be fine. I'm like, it's oh. a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of me going and sharpening? If I go paying to have someone sharpen it every year, I'm like, I just buy the freaking gas mower at that point. Like, this is silly. It's like, not a matter of cost. It's a matter of the environment. I mean, you get, know. So get an electric mower instead. Yeah, there's, uh, almost everyone on my block has electric mowers. I unfortunately have to gasoline <laughs> sure that doesn't probably help anything but um <laughs> it, i don't i use I, i'll tell you what i use my mower like once every two weeks right now so i don't not worried about the little bit of exhaust it's spewing so yeah. um it is what it is anyway so i'm excited to be back at it i'm gonna just keep cracking at it when i can and try and try and uh, tackle shit as i go um, to play. speaking of that yeah right yeah so let's let's talk about this because we started a, a contest last month Mm-hmm. Uh, June first is and when then, we opened it up, and then we promptly stopped recording. Right, I'm sorry. We yeah, last month was a, a vacation. Yeah, uh, it was, it's summer vacation happened. Sorry, guys. everything everything it's, overlapped. It yep. just happened. I'm glad yep. we're recording before I go out of town here. But so anyway, so we we uh, we started with a bang. We got everyone to do a, an infantry unit to start, um, which I think is great. Like, so if you're unfamiliar, we asked everyone to submit their before and after pictures. 
and we said we would draw a name from all of the people that completed their work, which I think is great. Like this is, mm-hmm. um, so here's here we go. We had 25 people submit um, before shots, and we ended up having 13 people complete it. So we had actually just over half. Nice completed, job, guys. Which is Ooh. which is pretty good. That's I would really say good. that's, that's awesome. really good. Um, the, and let me tell you, looking at this picks, that stuff looked amazing. Yeah, guys there was good stuff in there. Talent out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the number of people that commented like this is getting my mojo back I think that's great I think we all need it we all need moments um, so uh, we're going to do a random generate a randomly generator so I have everyone's name in a spreadsheet that completed it and I have a random nem- name generator uh, or random not name generator a random number <laughs> generator named yeah I'm just going to randomly pick a name it's Fred wins who's Fred which one's Fred that would be a lot that'd be pretty tough <laughs> that'd be that'd be really hard it'd be like sitting here forever trying to find the one especially when I got a guy named Yippie Kaye in here um, <laughs> like I don't think that's going to come up in a name generator um, <laughs> so, maybe an Elvin name generator so we're gonna we're gonna give whoever wins our drawing here a twenty five dollar gift card to Warlord Games or if they're in the in the states. GC minis, so you can you don't have to. You, we're not basically just paying for your shipping because that seems silly. Mm-hmm. Like, so, right, if you're in the states, we'll give you a, a. You can still choose the the Warlord one if you want. We'll pay your shipping. I don't care, but I'd rather see it go towards models personally. Right. Um, so here we go. We're gonna. St- we got 13, 13 people completed. Oh shit! I don't know how to see this. It's K O M R K. Corm. 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 <laughs> That's the Corm. I don't know who you are. That's all I have is your username off for a thing. Congratulations, Corm. Corm. I can't say your name, but uh, I will contact you roughly around the time this episode releases. I'm so, guessing. So clearly, that was very random, or else you would have gone with something simple like Tom B. <laughs> yeah, I would, have, I would have definitely been like Lando's Cape Guy. That would have been the one I picked. <laughs> I'm like not the one I can't understand on this game. Yeah, Com RK. Um, did, Com RK. There we go. Did. Um, uh, 1937 Shanghai um, SNLF Grenadiers with two knee mortars. Nice, nice. So, yeah. He, yeah, I think he probably painted one. Of, he probably the higher count model count too. He 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 trucked it in early too. He had his he completed did. on the ninth. It looks like so. Yeah, he was he was like the first one. Like there were still people submitting their before shots. Yep. Well done. Congratulations. We'll contact you. You guys, it was super cool to see people do it. Uh, we're doing it again. Uh, so by the time he releases, if you're not in our Discord, you should go on our Discord because we've already told you that this next month is a weapons team or an artillery piece. So you got your choice. You have lots of things to do. Um, there's plenty of options there for sure. Maybe I could have just left it at weapons teams, but I might have been a little uh, a little selfish and I'm working on an artillery piece right now. So <laughs> so, so basically something with the team weapons special rule. <laughs> Yeah, does artillery have the team weapon special rule? It does, it does doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, it does. Because mm-hmm. that's the one, if there's one dude left, it, it's minus one morale and to yep. hit, correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so any, yeah, anything with the team weapon rule. There you go. Have at it. Go nuts. I'm not going to be upset if you go crazy and do a anti-tank rifle team that's a singular base, Pat. What? <laughs> I'm joking. I don't care. Um, well, what, I mean, what, about could, a, what about a small mortar team? <laughs> A light mortar? Do all, do light all mortar, of them. yeah. Yeah, light mortar. Do all of them. Whatever. Do, do one of them. I don't care. It's random. We, you know, I'm not going to penalize you for any of it. So Let's not set this up where we have to release a fact on what's accepted and not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be I mean, so us, though. No, that would be so Warlord. <laughs> yeah, it would be. 
like, well, I guess we're tangential to world art, so I guess we can have a 39-page fact, too, right? We don't have that many. Well, if we do if we do a fact for each uh, episode, we could probably beat them. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the stupid <laughs> shit said in every episode. episode. Well, I mean, there's lots of there's lots of podcasts that do that, like the like trivia ones, where they'll like at the end will correct themselves, where they'll be like, "When we asked this question, we didn't. The answer was actually this. We screwed up." Like they yeah. do that a lot of times mm-hmm. in like, mm-hmm. those those brainy podcasts. Just or, turn on the Klingon yeah. subtitles, and you'll see any of the corrections. <laughs> yeah, it's all good then. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of sound like a Klingon at this point. <laughs> all right. Oh, now where's the agenda? I lost the agenda, Pat. Okay, here we go. We got next next month's challenge done. Yep, yep. Let's uh, keep at it. Yeah, Do thanks, it again. Yeah, thanks for everybody that participated. It was actually yeah. a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not painting right now. I'm kind of focused in another direction. But at the at the same point, it it is actually really cool to to see people. I'm going to do this, and then they actually complete it. So that's, I, that's I like the the chat and the other. You know, we had the just pictures only here, and then the other chat. Yeah. I kind of like the way those were going. Sometimes those are kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from Canada that's like, it's too hot in Canada. Like, <laughs> yeah, Lord. Like, what week. is what is happening to the world? The dogs didn't like the heat either. No, well, they did apparently. not. Well, they didn't like the heat here for sure. Right. None of my dogs growing up ever liked the heat. They always hated the heat because they were pretty free animals. But oh, my my lab loves to lay in the sun when it's ninety degrees. Yeah, have to <laughs> just, go out and bring just her in. Bacon, I'm just baking out there. Yep. Nice. Like, come on, dog. No. <laughs> anyway, keep at it. We're gonna do it again. We'll keep doing it until people stop doing it. And then we're just not gonna do it anymore. So, but we've incentivized you now. I don't know if next year or next month will be or this month will be the same reward. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, I think we should try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. So I think we, we might yeah. ship a physical thing at some point. Hmm. Yeah. We have lots of physical things to ship that are that that you might want, not not like stupid shit that you know my kids made. <laughs> yeah, we never want it to be a booby prize. So. No, no, yeah, no, we don't do that here. Just ship them all my wooden spoons. Here you <laughs> yeah. go, buddy. We're we're enough boobies. We don't need to give yeah, them yeah, out. Right. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, so, Pat and Jeff, you guys went to Bug Eater. Like, shit, that was a while ago now. It was like a month ago. It was literally a month ago. Just oh, about, yeah. yeah. Just, 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 under, just under a month. All right, okay. Well, hopefully you guys can remember more about it. But tell I us took, about Bug Eater. It was, it was big fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, I took notes, too. <laughs> nice. Good job, you guys. Uh, well, you know, we said, you know, when you go to a tournament, you should take the time to write notes <clears> and reflect, and I, I took my own advice. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I don't do well at tournaments. I never sit and reflect. No, well, yeah, that's that's half of it. Is, yeah, you, you know, should write down. You should write down every single every single game you play, who you played against, what the outcome was, and what you learned. So, mm-hmm. I started doing that when we started getting the WTC thing. So, right. well, I, here, here it comes again. Good. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. All right. So, so Bug Eater was yep. it was a GT, which means there's three games one day and two games the next, so it's over two games, uh, over two days. Five games over two days. Jesus Five words. games in two days. Yeah, words. Yeah, uh, it was it was run by John. What was his last name? Ryer Ritterson, something like that. John R. It was Ritterson. Ritterson. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was his first time running it. Uh, Josh Dunn actually did make an appearance. He typically runs it, yep. uh, and didn't know until like the Thursday before that he was going to be able to make it to play in the tournament. So it was actually kind of cool to see him. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he played in it instead of running. He played in it there. Uh, Ian, aka Seamoose, was also there. It was nice to catch cool. up with him a okay. little bit. Um, although I wish I had more time to talk with him. We both kind of got busy doing all sorts of other stuff, and there was a bunch of games being played. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I started out my first game. If we want to do a game by game recap, yeah. 
Okay. So my first game, we first of all, it was we, we did No Man's Land, and this, by the way, was nearly 100% done with the Warlord Supporter Play Pack, with the small exception of he forgot to hand out the first two pages of the Play Pack, which told everyone how the Play Pack was supposed to work. So he just handed out the scenarios. So that was, I don't know if that was a miscommunication, if he didn't understand that, or if the copy my table had just got lost. I, I think know. your I think your table might have got lost. I think my table had one. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. At least those got handed out. Uh, so it was No Man's Land, and my first opponent I played against the virtual netlist British paratroopers with a Cromwell. All right. Uh, it, like, yeah. It, it couldn't have been more netless. Paratroopers, the five squads of paratroopers, most with MS, uh, SMGs, flamethrower team in a Jeep, he had a Cromwell. Yeah, it was complete generic. Uh, and as we got to playing, you know, we, I generally talk, you know, with people who I don't know already. And, you know, it turns out he started playing, you know, just before the pandemic hit. He came over from 40K, which I'm like, okay, explains the netlist. Um, and he literally had his rule book open almost the whole entire game. And I'm like, uh, I got a podcast. I talk about this an awful lot. If you got questions, you could. I can probably answer a lot faster, and you can look them up. No, I'm just, I'm just kind of researching, and reading stuff. Okay, so AKA checked out and slow playing. Thanks. <laughs> Which he was. Um, and you know, it. I play this guy nine times out of ten. I beat him nine times out of ten. So I played him ten times. I beat him nine times out of ten. But first game coming up, pandemic. First game of tournament, still kind of trying to be nicey nice, even though there wasn't a sportsmanship award. I guess I didn't have to. And he's slow playing. We get time. <laughs> well, hold on, you should. You don't. You play nice because you're a nice I, guy, not because okay. there's a sportsmanship award. <laughs> well, <laughs> some, pe- some people play nice because of the sportsmanship award. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I won the I won the, the sportsman painting and overall. I know. I, I, I was know. a nice guy last time, so I figured. I'd try <laughs> but, it again. but you're but. To Dale's point, you're a nice guy in general. You're you're not right. you're not trying to be a nice guy. There are definitely players that are trying to be nice guys, and you're like, yeah, I can tell you're faking it. But, <laughs> but you're yeah. not one of those guys. So that's what I'm trying to tell. That's right. what, what Dale's trying All to right, tell you. Fair. Like that's fair. You're you're not playing to be a, a good sport. You just are a good sport. So okay, so time was called uh, halfway through our fourth turn. Oosh. Okay. Yeah, uh, and this uh, sport. How many? How many order dice? Didn't finish. Yeah. Uh, we're both ca- the, so the format was capped at fourteen units plus mm-hmm. any free ones you would get. So he, I think, only had fourteen. He, you know, he had, of course, he had his artillery observer, which, as I've seen, didn't do crap. So you know, his at least his are still working for him. And how many uh, how many dice did you have? I also had fourteen. Okay. All right. So anyway, so I'm up. Two order dice, and he's like, "Well, let's just finish the round. What are we gonna do? Just lose part of our lunch?" I'm like, "Well, time was called. You're supposed to." Ah, sure. Let's go ahead and play it out. So all of a sudden, boy, he got really fast at playing. His decisions were snap, and his movements were precise. His dice rolls were quick, and I'm like, "Where'd this come from?" He ended up coming back and pulling a draw. So lesson learned on that: when time is called, time's called. And I was talking to Matt about it, and he brought up a really good response. It should have been. Okay, well, time's called. Let's record and turn in our scores, and then we can come back and play it out for fun. Is what I should have yeah, done. Yeah, that's what you should have done, for sure. So, mm-hmm. what that cost me, I don't know, because I don't have a crystal ball to see what happens if I go play someone who also didn't draw in the second round, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I've got to draw. Lesson learned. 
Hmm. Uh, game two, I got to play against uh, Logan again. Uh, I played against him uh, back in 2018, 17, the year I won it. He was my fifth opponent there. Fun guy. It was nice to catch up with him again. Uh, he's still playing the Soviets. He had a, a 14 plus the free order dice list, mm-hmm. uh, double platoon. He had the flame tank. He had his uh, tank riding bar- body armor SMG toting max unit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> he had Riding he, a tank. Interesting. He had the Katusha. Well, yep. with the body armor, even with a run, they can only move six inches. So, right, yeah, I mean, as as an, if I oppose that, my first job is to shoot them off the tank at the edge of the table. So they're right. slow running the entire team. They're not going to get right. anywhere yep. you they want to get right. Like, interesting. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, there's probably a conversation there for sure. Engineering squad, sniper. Uh, you know, it, it was this <laughs> is a bloody Soviet list. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the second, by the halfway through the second round, I had, I had blown off the engineering squad, which was awesome. Flamethrower's off the table, good deal. I'm up in order dice. My little uh, MMG jeep is running around wreaking havoc everywhere. Nice. Uh, my rocket truck gets a pin on it and doesn't doesn't fire the rest of the turn, even having a first lieutenant standing next to it. Ouch! Is an inexperienced rocket truck? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, even with an inexperienced, even with a even with a first lieutenant standing next to it, it still failed. Uh, so yeah, maybe that's the, a thing. Those things, yeah, it, whatever, it happens. Oh, okay, I keep going. Uh, and then here's the key. So he had his flame tank with the tank riders in reserve, and they failed to reserve checks on turn uh, two oof. and three. Ouch! Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's really and, bad. And this is one of the this is one of the weird games where I felt I was losing the entire game, but I only ever lost one unit or three mm-hmm. units, and I took seven, so I ended up winning. And I, that was one of those I just felt like I was, you know, but he wasn't finishing units off. I'm, I'm sorry, did you say what scenario you were playing? Uh, no man's land. No meeting engagement. Sorry. Okay. Meeting okay. engagement. So yeah, there's just another just straight kill. Right. But it came down to you know we were we we're damaging our units pretty good on each other, but I was able to get little charges off and you know you know pick off the remaining one two guys in his units and he wasn't getting that so just sure. the fact that I was finishing units off is I ended up winning seven or eight to three or something like there that so nice. nice that's still do it yep uh, I think we'll talk about the boards after we go through Jeff's stuff I think cool uh, so game three I got to play against a new guy and they switched it up to key positions and I don't know if uh Robert was ready for this or not? Yeah. Because all of a sudden he's like handing out literal warlord game bases for everybody to use as the objective markers. Oh shoot! Okay. And then one of uh, Pirate Pat was there, and so one of his little wooden things, and he's like, "Oh, and if at the end of the game you have the Pirate Pat token, you can take it over him for thirty percent off a second item." Not the first what? item. Okay, so a merchandising tie-in. Okay. Yeah, whatever. He provided a lot of price support, so that's that's cool. That's I, great. Yeah. I, I, mm. So so Rob brings over the the twenty five millimeter base tokens, and I'm like, hey, I got some snafu tokens. You want to use those? He's like, yeah, let's use those. And because <laughs> it turns out the guy I'm playing actually owns a gaming store in North Dakota so like oh cool he doesn't need the 30% off the second item token and I'm like right. I can find 
much better deals anywhere, and I don't need to buy anything right now. So I'm not right. trying to get it. So we just you're not in the market for unless they unless they have a Panzerwerfer. Well, you, you didn't know that, you need to win that. Uh, you need to be a certain tier vendor in order to do that, which means you That's have right. to have like five thousand in Warlords uh, product stock in your company, basically. So, dear lord, okay. not many people sure. do that. Um, uh, as I say, there's, there's a couple of them, aren't there? Not in the U.S. Uh, that I found. No, that's a good point. I was searching high low. I thought I found one, and then they sent me an email said, "Oh, hey, by the way, we have to order this from Warlord Direct, and it's going to be a few more weeks. Is that fine?" I'm like. Damn it! <laughs> the, like, point, the point was to try and find someone in the U.S. that could ship in the U.S. and you didn't even have it in stock. Well, to be fair though, if, they, if they're going to cover the shipping, then who cares? Well, right. Yeah, like, as long as they're not tacking on the sale price they gave me, then right, right. Whatever. Let, like, let it take a yeah. month. I, I don't need it right away. So right. Yeah. As long as it means that I don't have to pay the twenty-five dollars in shipping from Warlord. But I was although, I was trying to hope that there had been a U.S. site that you know you could get it inside right. a week or something like that would have been would have been cool to promote them. But totally. Now we're just going to not. <laughs> sure. We're not able sure. to, yeah. Right, yeah I mean, unfortunately, if it doesn't exist, you can't. So right. that's the way it goes. All right, so round three, we're playing key positions. And I'm playing uh, Jeff, uh, North Dakota store owner. So he just laughed at the token. He's like, I get all my stuff at cost. I don't. <laughs> yeah. No like, need I don't it. need that. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, and it turns out he is coming to Theaters of War. Oh, nice. nice. That's cool. So all right. him and his buddy, who is also there, his name escapes me at the moment, but... Uh, um, yeah. Sorry, guy, that can't be named. Right. So we'll meet you. We'll meet you at theaters of war. Mm-hmm. We will. I'll I'll get it by the time we get into Jeff stuff. Anyway, so key positions. Uh, he's running uh, Germans. I think he had eleven or twelve order dice, but he had a Brumbar in there. For those, the hell's a Brumbar? Uh, I was gonna say for those you mm-hmm. not familiar, it's an armor ten with a heavy howitzer. Oh, it's that one. Okay, yeah, it's right, like right. three hundred and ten points at regular or something like that. I like it's a howitzer, name, doesn't it? <laughs> like does it have a different name? Does it have a different name? Uh, it's called the Brumbar. It's just called the Brumbar. Okay. Yeah, it's towards the bottom. If you're if you're an easy armor, you keep scrolling. Yeah. Brumbar, not a Sturm Tiger. Right, no, it's a Brumbar. Uh, and he's got. Oh, a, it's, a, it's a Sturm Panzer forty three as well. Okay, if, if if that makes a difference, he kept that's, calling I think it a Brumbar, so that's you know. Whenever <laughs> someone introduces me to someone new and they say what their name is, it's whether it's a nickname or their full name, that's how I know them for the rest of their life. So, you know, that's a Brumbar now, as far as I'm concerned. It's now always going to be a Brumbar. Yep. I thought he called it an angry bear. <laughs> no? Okay. No, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, he also had Neville Warfer and some troops. Um, my rocket truck knocked out his Neville Warfer turn two. He had the little... Uh, the Werfer and the Mortar and then the, the second German second lieutenant standing in there ready to snap all of them, and I blow up his Werfer. He goes, well, I guess I can move my lieutenant now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Time out. You, you, killed your, you killed his multi-launcher with your inexperienced multi-launcher? Yes. Wow, nice. That's okay. The, the next game I get the same that happened to me, but that's beside the point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> These things go around and come around. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and then my little, my little MVP... MMG Jeep goes rolling up there and ends up knocking out his uh, mortar by the round turn two. Um, nice. And this is one of those games. We ended up with three objectives and we placed them pretty much center line and you know kind of skewed a little bit. This is we get down to like the last turn and I'm like, wow. And this turn I'm either going to lose, draw, or win. And the rest of the turns didn't matter because that's just the way it was. It was a really fun game. He was a nice guy. Um, 
So in the last turn, he had, so about turn three or four, he moved up, I think it was some vets, onto the objective, behind a stone wall. He wasn't up on the wall, but he was behind the stone wall. Sure. Um, and he tried, so in the last turn, he moved up against the wall to try and get out of the direct fire of my medium howitzer so he could stop going down and actually maybe cover the troops that they had two squads that were advancing on that position that had a chance of getting there and maybe at least moving him off it. Um, but then my MM, MMG Jeep comes rolling out, rolling back from its tasty little kill of the mortar and moves into just perfect line to be out of line of sight of the Brumbar and put a pin and a kill on the unit that's behind the wall because his firing point didn't have him behind the wall. And then either the squad or the medium mortar ended up doing enough kills and enough pins that he had to face an order check and he missed it by one. And so that oh. unit's now gone. Hmm. I had my two outflanking guys. He had a anti-tank rifle or a Panzerfaust squad that he thought was in the right position. But when I brought my truck on, I stopped it short because I still had enough advanced move off the truck to get the objective. So he couldn't shoot the truck. So I did get to move the guys onto the objective, and I turned it all from a loss back to a win in the last round. Nice. That was a really fun game to play. Oh, he was cool. a nice guy. I look forward to actually seeing him show up at the Theater's War. It's going to be nice to catch up with him. Very good. So game four, I got to play with Andrew from Chicago Dice. He is a really fun guy to play with. Yeah, and he's, he's great. great. Cool. He's a really good player. He is. He came, uh, to, he came to Snafu last time, too. He did, yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, think, he's thinking he's probably going to come again this year, too. So nice. uh, if we haven't mentioned, tickets go on sale July 3rd, which will be after this is out, so hopefully you caught it. <laughs> <laughs> um, game four is against him. He was playing Germans again. I think he was just an 11 order dice. Some vets. Uh, he had the armor car that has, I think it's the... Well, Jeff, you played him. What was his armor car? Do you remember? It had the... Uh, what's that? It was the AT gun. It had the auto cannon, I think. Which, uh, sorry. <laughs> the quad cannon? Andrew's the... armored car, was it the one with the auto cannon oh, on it? I was a... No, no, no. Andrew's Andy's armored car, Andrew's armored car, is the uh, the uh, 234 II with the heavy anti-tank gun on it. Okay. Open also, top. I think he had a Stug 3 in there with the medium howitzer on it. Some vet squads, Neville Werfer, you know, it's it's a tight list. And he had a medic that was just, I think, just an order dice and ran around for fun. At least that's what he did against me. I don't know if did anything when Jeff played him. <laughs> um, and he got the front. He got the front advantage on this as his Neville Warfer hit my multi launcher and the and one of my vet squads destroyed the launcher, dropped the vet squads down to only the three BARs left in it. They were stubborn, so they stuck and they actually played the rest of the game. Did a couple things, you know. It's pretty exciting. Uh, and he just pushed and had the rolls when he needed to. Um, he bounced all five of his Panzerfaust off my Sherman, and it ended up with three pins and was stunned and disabled, but still in the fight. Hmm. And then when things were just getting truly bleak, he ran his squad of vets down. And it was, we were playing sectors, forgot to mention that one. He ran his squad down the end line to come into the sector to score, and my medium howitzer turned and fired and disintegrated them. <laughs> nice. So that was pretty fun. And that was really where the fun ended. I guess my other fun was that my head and assault squad go running after and physically beat up his sniper and kill him, and then make their way back around to destroy another one of his units with a flamethrower. 
and I think they made it to score, but it, it just it didn't matter because he had he had way more units left in the game at the end, and he was further advanced than I was, and he ended up taking the win on that. But it was a fun game. Nice. So, so now I'm sitting at two one and one. Not bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get a chance, and I get to play Jeremy again, who I got to play last buggy year when I was playing Hungry, and it was. If anyone's listened to the podcast before, that I said that was my most memorable game I'd ever had of bolt action. And so I was looking forward to playing him again. <clears throat> he's got fins. He's got that, I think it's the T- T-28. that has got the two little turrets and the one big turret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got the little machine gun twin turret tank. And then he's got like a BA-10 or a BA-6 or something like that. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, he got a bunch of infantry. Of course, they're the silly... Fins, you know, he's got vets and regulars, and the regulars going to vet when they get halved. I'm like, Jesus. But I uh, came to the Neville Werfer. He moved his tank and his armor car. They were within two inches of each other. And I forget which one got I think the tank got hit, so the armor car also got hit to the front and mm-hmm. blew them both up. Mm-hmm. And it also hit one squad earlier. And, and yeah, I just basically after that, you could just see the wind go out of sails. He had moved a lot of forces, so we were playing point defense, which is garbage. Um, yeah, and, it's not a great scenario. Uh, and, and has been removed from the supporter play packet. So it's, it's really tough to win as an attacker in that one, and I was attacking. And I ended up just basically just overwhelming his entire left side and was moving towards the right, and he's got uh, one... One squad, he's got his little machine gun truck towing around to my back line because it had nothing else to do the whole game. And he's got two other single man squads, and I've got all five squads bearing down on the last, on the middle objective. And time was, there's 15 minutes left, and I said, you know what, this really comes down to if there's a seventh turn or not. He's like, yeah, I agree. So we roll it. Four. Okay. Then that, that'll most likely win. He's like, well, I still have this one squad. I said, I'm going to put a howitzer into the building your squad's in. He's like, yeah, that's going to do it. <laughs> so, because <clears throat> they couldn't go down. If they went down, they would have never been able to contest the objective. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have missed, but I had I had five squads to his one squad and two guys. And one squad was positioned to assault one of the guys. The other squad would have had uh, 11 shots at point blank on the other guy, and the other two squads would have been an objective. And he's like, yeah, you're right, you win. I mean, he had taken one order dice off. I had taken seven or eight of his. And I'm like, that would have been really rough if I had desecrated that for a draw. He's like, yeah, this is a pretty tough scenario to win as the attacker. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what I had to do. And I was on that train board again from the last time I was there. And that's one of those boards that's really pretty to look at and looks cool, but it's just a nightmare to play on. And spoiler mm-hmm. alert, that was kind of the theme of most of the tables. But I think we'll we'll touch on that. So I finish 3-1-1. Uh, one one. Not too shabby. Not bad, yeah, not, not bad not at too all. Not bad at all. Well, done. well for sure. Well done. So cool. <clears throat> all right, Jeff, you give us your rundown. <clears throat> Mine will be a little bit lighter, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I round took notes w- during in between rounds. So yeah, yeah. I I did not take notes in between rounds, but I I tried to make sure I wrote down who I was playing, what they were playing, and how it went. So you know, you get that. Uh, round one was uh, Mike Hayden, and I I love playing Mike Hayden. He and I always have great games. Uh, he brought his Indian British Indian Army. Uh, which is the Indian tank army, which means he had three light tanks. Each one has a light howitzer in it. Oh, cool. And and just an assload of infantry squads. 
uh, and then a couple anti-tank gun, and it was it was pretty intimidating to look at because normally our rule of thumb is uh, you would if you're playing against somebody with tanks and you don't have a lot of anti-armor, and my list doesn't have a lot of anti-armor in it, uh, is you try to ignore the tank and just play the game. But when there's three of them with light howitzers, that's significantly harder. <laughs> sure. Um, so we're we and his is a 15 dice list. Mine's a 14 dice list, but. Uh, so we got in there. Uh, the downside for him was I prioritized killing his anti-tank gun, uh, and once that was out, he really didn't have much that could hurt my flame, my flame uh, Zippo Sherman. So we just kind of traded putting pins on each other a little bit here and there, uh, and I pushed him up the board with my infantry squads. Got kills where I needed them. Put put the pain down where I needed it, and it was close, but ended up in my favor. I think uh, like six to three dice or six six to two dice, something close to that. Nice, but it worked out really well. And we were on a jungle board, so there's lots of line of sight blocking stuff. You had to maneuver around things. Gosh, it's uh, so tough. That it you was were able hard. To get, that you were able to get six dice off of it on a board like that is really good. Nice job. Yeah, it's almost all picking on his small teams. You know, I mean, that's kind of what oh, you yeah, have to yeah. do is you pick on his small teams. I think I got one yep. of his tanks. Yeah, you with have the to, bazooka team, but yeah, you got to find you got to find the best opportunities to pick up those dice and large nope. infantry squads aren't going to do it and so yeah no and my list was made to not shed dice i had an all veteran list um you know it's it's not impossible obviously we'll find out later to get dice off me but it's mm-hmm. you got to work for it and you'll typically trade in your favor nice yes yep but great game ton of fun um yeah and this this one felt this felt the closest of any game i played we'll talk about that in a two little minute but it was tight uh, until at least turn three or four. I think it could have gone either way. You know, it was a really fun game. So, anyway, that was a blast. Uh, the board's less fun to play on than I would have liked. but <laughs> And there's some great pictures, except because it's a jungle board, and I'm playing guys painted like Marines, and he's playing Indian Army. You, you can't see any of them. You know, all our guys yeah. blended into the board so bad, which I guess is what you want to do with camouflage. Yeah, but I mean, it kind of, I, I mean, there's a great story there. Yeah, right. There it really it is. looks awesome, and half the battle is how cool it looks. Right, but casual observers walking by and taking pictures, you like you can't see Jack in a picture from six feet away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a big win for me at the end. There, it was a lot of fun, and Hayden's a cool guy. Like we, I think we were playing the last turn. I think we had the bonus round in that one, and we got it, and. We pulled two order dice, or one order dice got pulled out of the bag and was his, and they called time, dice down, quit. And he looks at me and says, we're going to pull one of your dice out, so we said we had even dice in the last round. It's like, you don't have to do that, but, you know, I was like, it's really cool of you to do that. It it didn't matter for winning or losing, but it was super cool of him to do that for us, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, super fun guy. I I love it. And that list is really good. (laughs) It was not a fun, uh, it's a fun list to play against. It's a very difficult list to play against with, you know, three light howitzers roaming the board. I, yeah, I don't think my other cool. list would have fared as well fared as well against it. Yeah. So it's a good time. Uh round two I got to play Andy. I only have his Andy A. Uh I didn't get it didn't catch his last name because I just didn't. Uh he was running a British SAS list, so I think he had three or four Bren carriers full of SAS dudes. Uh fourteen dice. He also had two stag hounds, which was New one standard staghound and one AA staghound that's got the two heavy machine guns on it. Okay. Uh, Ooh, okay. Uh, some Gurkhas, and he had a uh, land mattress. So sure, you know, 
multi-launcher on multi-launcher. So we get deployed for the first turn. We're playing on a table where they're using a cigar box battle mat with some buildings and some trees. And I found I really don't like those because they're cool because you can slide books and stuff under it to make hills. Mm -hmm. But those kind of hills make line of sight really wonky. Oh, yeah, they do. And so, your, your guys fall off them all the time. Well, your guys fall off of them. You yeah, can't quite get stuff correct. to balance. Oh, did they have? Did they have foam underneath the? Map? Yeah. Okay. And by, uh, by the way, if you're ever doing uh, slopes for hills for stuff like that, three to one. Yep. Three, yeah. to three one. inches to the one inch rise. That's the, yeah. otherwise they fall off. Yeah. So it it, it was janky because it's a lot of like, you know, I'm an old man. I got to climb down there at eye level and like beady eye over the slight crest of this hill, and I can kind of see a guy's helmet. Is that enough to shoot at him or not? And it's. I hate doing that kind of crap, man. I want to know if I can see a guy or not. It's a game, right? I don't want right. to be... And he was super cool. We weren't, like, arguing about it or anything, but it just, you know, it just slows the game down. Mm-hmm. So, But anyway, we got set up. He had his land mattress in the corner. I had my multi-launcher. Uh, I used a small town to screen it from his multi-launcher so he couldn't see it when we were deploying. Um, first turn, there was an open lane on the extreme right edge of the board for me, about three inches wide, where they just didn't put train to the edge of the board. Uh, so I drove a truck straight on with some dudes and just started putting pins on it. Well, I tried to kill his multi-launcher, frankly. Um, but I ended up just putting a couple pins on it. And then um, he was—he made the delightful comment after deployment. He says, he looks over my arm and says, Huh, you've played against multi-launchers before. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, yes I have. Because there's never more than two units within six inches of each other. I was like, I'll give you no targets. Right. Um, but anyway, I got... I uh, did some fire, and he hid uh, Staghound and some Gurkhas behind a building in the center, and I was like, but not in the building. And I got to my multi-launcher, and I said, okay, I'm going to use the new rules and target that empty building with my multi-launcher. And he just went, shit. Because <laughs> he's like, I could have fired at that one of those empty buildings by you and hit a couple of your units. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you could have, but I'm not going to give that thing another chance to fire. So <laughs> well, You're not going to give him that, like, hey, you can shoot the building. Like being the nice guy, that just doesn't work very well when you're doing well, that. Well, it was it was the first turn. I wasn't going to volunteer. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. You know, if you'd yeah. asked, I'd been like, you sure can. But When the second yeah, turn right. rolls around, he's going to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, he'll know by the second turn. That's right. Yeah, for sure. You'll remember so, that in round three, four, and five, too. Yep. <laughs> so first round of doing that, my multi-launcher doesn't do very much, but, you know, cat's out of the bag there. Uh, I end up pushing that... SA, uh, the uh, Staghound with the two heavy machine guns on it, and the other Staghounder kind of... We're having a little dance over on the left side of board with my bazooka team and his truck, my truck and his two armored cars, and I push my Zippo Sherman up that left side, you know, and it's got a short range, but I'm... He's got next to nothing over there that can hurt it. So I'm kind of just gradually pushing it forward, and then everything went to hell for him. Uh, in one turn, I rolled the Sherman forward. He'd left some guys trying to cross an open field in the open when the Sherman rolled on top of a hill. And so the Sherman gobbled him up with machine gun fire. And then he had wreckied, uh, he had wreckied from my bazooka his staghound next to the other staghound behind the empty building. And I fired at the empty building again, and I hit the first staghound, the AA staghound, and killed it. And I hit the other staghound and killed it. So he lost nice. both, both armored cars and an infantry unit in the span of about a minute and a half. And it kind of just snowballed on it from there. Uh, because that completely collapsed his right flank, my left flank, and I could just push and I had him pushed into the corner by the turn, end of turn five. And we traded a few units after that, but I was so far ahead it really didn't matter. So, 
It was unfortunate for him because he was, I mean, again, he was doing well. I didn't know which way that game was going until, you know, I landed the shots I needed. And I consistently put pressure on that multi-launcher with my trucks and infantry because BAR's rule uh, that he either had to take pins or get killed or go down because right. it was in the open in the corner. I agree with BAR's deer roll. <laughs> BARs are so damn good. But that one ended up being a big win for me, so that was cool. I, I've written nine kills here, so I must have gotten nine dice off of him out of a 14-dice list. So That's good. Yeah. That's really it was very good. solid. Um, sorry, up to this theme, there's a... Uh, sorry, up to this point in the tournament, there's also a theme that I brought... This is I never bring all-veteran lists. This is the first time I brought an all-veteran list to a tournament, and I was having atrocious order dice rolls. Could oh, not, that's right. 11s and 12s. I think I had... At this point, in two rounds, I think I had 15 or 16 order dice, order checks I'd missed by rolling an 11 or a 12. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it hadn't cost me a game, so I was like, this is frustrating, but whatever. That's going to change here in a minute. <laughs> you, can, you can fail with those on regulars, too. Yeah, yeah, I would have failed no matter what I was rolling, but those stupid veterans are supposed to be more reliable, even with lieutenants babysitting them and wasn't yeah. doing anything, but so it goes. Uh, third game was against Andrew from the Chicago Dice Super cool dude, right? Always an enjoyable game. And my favorite thing is we both play fast. So even though this was a real, you know, slobber knocker of a game, we were done in, I think, an hour and 45 minutes, and we played six turns. And I love that. But anyway, so he's got Germans, lots of vets. Pat will play him in the fourth round. So he has the... Third. Or third. I played him in third round. You had to have him in the fourth round. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Day two. Day two, two, yeah. This is the end of day one. If we teamed up on him, maybe we would have beat him. Yeah, that would be possible. Um, so it's so he's got the stuff forty two. He's got the two thirty two four. Excuse me. Uh, that's got the open top with the heavy anti tank gun, and he's got a Nebelwerfer, and he's got some veteran troops and a sniper, and it's pretty standard after that. So I'm not super worried. The board is a a ruined city board, so there's not a lot of line of sight blocking. There's almost no dense terrain, but there's a, there's a fair amount of heavy cover, um, and it's. Uh, what is this one called, Pat? We put out the three to five markers. This, uh, the key positions. That's the key positions. Well, we rolled the table minimum, so we had three markers, and we basically ended up just putting them in a line across the center of the board. So you, you bricked them, basically. Well, it just seemed like yeah. the thing to do. Right, yeah. I mean, when you don't know what side you're going to get, there's no point in like trying to hoard them to one corner. Especially with just three. Especially with just three. Maybe with five it had been different, but anyway. Um, early on, I'd moved a couple of my infantry squads onto the right marker. And I'd moved in position to threaten the center marker and the left marker, and I thought I was doing good. First turn of the game, I Nebelwerfer, or I multi-launchered his Nebelwerfer, got the hit, killed it. So I was like, nice. sweet. The biggest thing I was worried about is off the table. You know, That's I'm feeling pretty positive. So nice. Yeah, right? I was feeling really good. And then uh, second turn was fine. I'd advanced the Sherman on the extreme left, keeping a lot of hard cover between it and that open-topped... <laughs> 232, and I was shooting it with S- with uh, BARs to put pins on it because it's open top and mm-hmm. you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've got a lot of infantry with BARs. So. And then going into the third turn when outflankers were coming, um, I had two trucks full of dudes, one with my Palau assault squad with two flamethrowers in it and another one of veteran infantry, and they're all coming pouring in the right side. He's got a full squad of veteran grenadiers with three Panzerfaust outflanking. I don't know where they're coming in, but I've got a pretty good feeling they're coming in on my left and his right side, so the other side of the board. Pretty sure they are. My Sherman's over there, so I was like, 
it came on, it could be a problem, so I left a squad in ambush, and I left uh, my MMG Jeep in ambush in hardcover, and I was like, that'll be enough to protect the tank, that'll be fine. Well, end of the turn, I got greedy, I was saving my order dice because I was going to move the Sherman last to move it towards the objective to try to cook one of his other squads. He gets his dice, guys come from out flanking onto the board, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take my ambush shots with his infantry squad. It's like, his squad's eight guys, I killed, I think, two or three of them with that squad's fire, and it's like, sweet, two or three are down, put a pin on them. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to take my Panzerfaust shots. I was like, hold on, I also have the MMG Jeep in ambush that's also going to fire on him. Oh, shit. And I killed two more guys. So I killed over half the squad in two separate units of firing, mm-hmm. two pins on them. They still snapped off the three Panzerfaust, all three hit and killed the Sherman. Oh, jeez. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I was like, can't, can't I, win that. I was like, I literally did everything I thought I needed to do. Right. I was like, and all right. But what do you do, right? That's that's the game. Yep. You you played you played to what should be effective, and it didn't. Yep. And sometimes it doesn't pan out that way. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, is I was like, you know, that sucks, but that's not the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I've still got infantry right. and everything over there. Plus, right. here come my outflankers. Right. Truck comes on the and he's got it. He has a unit in a bunker guarding that flank. And I was like, all right, here comes the decoy truck. So I send the truck with the regular guys on first. It comes on. And he smartly holds his fire. I put some shooting out there. I put a pin on one. On comes the assault squad of the flamethrowers. He kills that one. I was like, shit. Dumps the guys out, right? So they don't get to fire this turn. I was like, well, that blows. Whatever. Get to the next turn. I get the first order dice, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. I've got two flamethrower dudes right next to this full squad of guys. Go time. But they've got a pin. Roll for the order check. Snafu. Son of a bitch. Roll on the chart. Oh, no. I roll the one where they attack my own guys, and there's plenty of dudes there. The one or the two? Yeah. They turn around and flamethrower my truck off the board. <laughs> I was like, you assholes. Uh, I was like, I was so mad. I was like, you sons of bitches. You, I was like, you fine. came in that truck. What do you, you came you in know that truck. if anything there right. is the good one? <laughs> you know that, dude. I was like, all right. Well, my infantry squad sitting here next to him. I was like, maybe I can get some vengeance with them. They've got a pin. Fail the order check. They go down. It's like, Don't. son of a bitch. It's like, okay, f- this time I was kind of like, I was like, all right, turn around, take a little breather for a second, come back. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Next turn, I mean, there's a lot of shooting across the board. Nothing much happens. Uh, just a lot of trading pins and stuff. Next turn, go to roll. They fail their order check again. And they're just like, you assholes. <laughs> it's like, do something. <laughs> failed both of those. So I had to mark this down because by turn four, I'd failed 12 order tests with one pin units. Oof. And I'm just like, dude. And he's just, he's like, he's just shaking his head. He's like, I have no idea how this is happening either. This is ridiculous. And I was like, yep, but well, that's... He did, he did carry some of your luck on into our game, and he failed like three or three or four, three or four order checks with the with the with his SMG squads that had one pin that my experienced yeah. like lieutenant put on him. So I, I swear to God, I didn't touch something. his dice. Yeah, I didn't touch his dice. I swear to God. You taught him how to fail those. It, it helped out in my game. Yep. So at this point, uh, I'm in trouble because he's... He's got the ability to take two of the three objective tokens at this point, and there's not much I can do about it. Because to go to the center one, I'm going to have to get shot at by that stuff 42 at point-blank range, and that's not going to go well. And he'd snipered my bazooka team off, so I didn't have any anti-tank left. Uh, And I was like, well, this is going to be a pisser. But my MMG Jeep, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shoot this infantry squad he's got in the center. I hit him, put one pin on him. Last turn of the game, well, turn six of the game, he moves one squad up on the left objective and takes it. Uh, I've still got one squad sitting on the objective on the right. He moves, which he's got clear movement to move that squad onto the center objective, which will give him the win, and he fails the order test because he had one pin on him. And they go down. 
and MMG so it ends. Jeeps for the win. It did its job. It ends up as a draw. Or the draw, I guess. It's a draw, and he had me. I think, God, he had me like seven to three on order dice. So I mean, but order dice didn't matter for that. It was just the objectives, oh, right? So he definitely was winning the hell out of that game. But sure. I got, I had a lot of bad rolls, and he had one unfortunate roll at a bad time, and we ended up in a draw. But super fun game, you know. And then we roll for turn seven, and I was like, dude, you, I don't want to touch another dice. You roll it, and he rolled the three, so we were done. <laughs> and I was just like, nice. thank, thank God. <laughs> but so end of day one, two win, two big wins, and a draw. So I, I'm still pretty happy. Yeah, that is pretty good. So, switch over to day two. My first round, round four, is Josh Dunn, who used to run this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, super cool dude. And we're playing on, um, I swear, I think it's one of his boards. It's the one with the big-ass church on it that I got to play Wahoo Warrior on a couple <laughs> years ago. Yep, yep. And I'm just like, this is this is going to be great. And we sit down to play the game. We get deployed. Uh, you roll for preparatory bombardment. And he's like, well, I'm Brits. This is going to be awesome. And he doesn't get his. He rolls the one. Uh, but I got mine. Which yep. immediately you're like, okay, this is going to suck for you. So I start rolling. I'm just putting pins on, put, putting pins on. Get to his artillery observer, and I hit him. Nope. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is really going to suck for you. And then I failed to kill him. Ah. So, so he just well, got pins. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So anyway, so that started him in a bad spot. Uh, sorry, and his list is Brits, Gurkhas, and he has two Fireflies. Ooh. Which, wow. um, if I had more tanks, that would be amazing. Right. But I've got those Sherman Zippo, and I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, yeah, because they don't even have a, a secondary hull MMG. They're no, he's he's shooting axle. three inch high explosive at me, but I'm right. perfectly fine with that because I can go down and make it really hard for him to hit anything. Right, right. And I'm always in cover because yeah. I'm just always in cover. Right. Um. Anyway, so for yeah. yeah, so first turn, he's got his artillery observer is on top of the church steeple, and I was like, okay fire with my mortar and I hit I hit roll a six and he's like oh okay well now you gotta see what level I'm, I'm starting to roll damage to kill the guy and he's like no no now you gotta see what level it blows up on because there's multiple levels and I was like well shit okay so I roll and he's like okay it blows up on the second floor and I was like and he's like and that's that and I was like well hold on I might collapse the building and I roll and I don't and I was like okay well whatever but I am ranged in <laughs> so we mostly jockey for position that first turn me staying away from the two and he brought both fireflies up the central road down the middle of the table that's kind of like, okay, that's intimidating, but again, I'm in cover everywhere, so whatever. And you're more than willing to go down, so... Oh, yeah, absolutely, especially to that. Now, next turn, I roll the uh, I roll the mortar immediately, because you want to kill that guy, and I hit him, you know, I hit it on a two again, and then roll the hit, and it's like, I hit the right floor this time, and then it's, because he's in a building, it's like D6, and it's like, yeah, that kills him. D6 so. hits, yeah. Yep, and then he left the Firefly in ambush covering because my Sherman was coming from reserve uh, on my table edge, and, but he also had a squad of guys against defense, and I just brought it up in line with that so he couldn't shoot over his own guys to hit my tank. Mm-hmm. So I used his dudes as a screen and then sh- drove the tank up behind the building out of line of sight, so it was worked out just fine for me. <laughs> and roasted some guys in a building, machine gunned some guys. And Gurkhas are super scary, but, like, I've got dudes that move and fire. I'm leaving. I've got enough squads. I leave some on ambush. Uh, so I'm trying to think. I think he got one charge off with the Gurkhas, maybe. But otherwise, I just shot him to pieces. Yep. Right, so it was... It they was, die that way, too. Yeah, they absolutely do. Bazookaed out his... Um, Bazookaed out one of his Fireflies, I think, or maybe hit it with the Flamethrower team. I, I don't know for sure, but killed it. At the end of the game, he's got a Firefly left in his lieutenant. Um... 
So I charged my crappy lieutenant his good lieutenant so he could get another order dice off me. But I think I had 12 of his order dice out of 14. And Jeez. I think he got two of mine. Wow, okay. So it just, just it's the closest to tabling somebody I've done in a, well, until the next game. So spoiler alert. <laughs> but again, super fun game. But um, I just, two Fireflies are not intimidating to me with the list I brought. So No, if, if they had, you know, light howitzers on them. That's different. They'd be better. That's way different. Yeah. yeah. It's way, because then there's three of them too. Right. And they're cheaper because then there's another Gurkha squad on them. The exactly. Then he's got more support for him. Yeah. There just mm-hmm. was. He couldn't bring enough infantry to support to utilize the advantage two fireflies give you. Well, he's got almost half his list wrapped up in those because they're mm-hmm. what, Pers- what 300, 305 each. Yeah, I think three hundred five. Or two ninety five or something. Yeah. Something very close to three hundred. Yeah. And yeah. two fireflies in your list almost in order for them to be um, marginally effective it requires at least one. Um, point sink take on the other side of the board. And if there isn't yep. one, then you're struggling. Yep. And my, oh, the Zippo almost is. I mean, the Zippo's 175, but, like, I also, you know, I, I had left it in reserve. I used his guys as a screen, and I drove it out of line of sight immediately, so. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, you're you're kind of playing the meta game, right? You're like, it's 12.50 at 14 dice. you got a chance at having more, more than likely seeing more tanks. Right, just because you got the points right, to sink, but yep. it's it's always still a gamble. I, I guess I I don't like um, selections in my army list that rely on my opponent to also have selected something in order for them for to be sure. maximally yep. efficient. Yep. So. Yeah, for sure. The the three inch he it can put out is still scary. Yeah, for yeah, sure. But right? one shot at that points cost. I mean, it's, it's not enough. Right. Yeah, bring, I agree. It's not enough. If you're always hitting on sixes, bring a heavy mortar, and you're not going to be spending nearly as much. You can hide that, and right. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, bring an artillery piece at that point. It's not going to be as mobile, but whatever. Right. Yeah. It's just it is just one of those things. So. Yeah. No, I love the firefly, but. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and I think a, a more inexperienced player that didn't hug cover as hard as I did, you know, make sure you're always in cover, utilize his units to screen you from shots, things like that. I think you would do better against them. And obviously, had he was I, as I talked to him, he'd won all three of his games the first day. So sure, yeah, uh, nice. I was the one that got picked up to play him. So and I was okay with that as it turned out. <laughs> right, well done. So and then last game was a fellow named Colton Swanson, a younger. I'm going to call him a younger kid. He might have been like in his early 20s, but, you know, the old man in me, I, I can't tell ages <laughs> between like 16, 16 to like 28. I can't tell how old you are anymore. <laughs> but nice kid. He's uh, playing uh, Germans. Uh, see, I wrote down here. He had the – so he had an interesting list. And he's, again, um, three wins and a draw at this point. So I know this guy's been doing good. Uh, and we're playing on this board that's uh, the Sarissa – Japanese village terrain. So you know the buildings on sticks, right? It's got like six buildings, a big, what I assume is supposed to be some kind of temple in the center, and like a guard tower. And then a the, couple. Was that the unpainted buildings table? Yes. Yeesh. Yeah. And then there's two little hard-covered dugouts, one on each side of the board, which, okay, cool. Uh, and as I get to the table, he's super excited to discuss terrain with me. He's like, you see this center building here? And I was like, how do you want to treat that? And I was like, I don't know, hardcover? And he's like, Oh, hang on a second. He's looking. He lifts the roof off. He's like, yeah, there's nothing inside it. And I was like, okay, we can play it as light cover, I guess. That's fine. And we can see through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fine with me. Whatever. Uh, his list is, he's got two half tracks. 
um, with machine guns on them. And Starting out hot. Yeah. Well, each and and the way he deployed, he had one. Okay, so he's got those two. Each half track has two five man Fallschirmjäger units in it, hmm. and then one of them has his lieutenant, and the other one has a, the the two man flame single shot flamethrower team in it. Sure. So yeah. each half track's got three units in it. Uh, Dear Lord. Then he's got a full squad of grenadier, regular grenadiers, like ten guys, ten or twelve guys. I think it's ten with an LMG. Okay. Uh, he's got a uh, regular eighty-eight with a tow horse tow, mm-hmm. which Wait. that's scary. Yeah, um, that's, and yeah, for sure. And then I, he's got. I understand a, that choice. Yep, yeah, that choice makes sense. <laughs> that choice sure. makes sense. And he's got a yeah. Kugel Blitz, which I hadn't actually ever seen one on a table before. But that's an Armor Nine, uh, two heavy auto cannon, close top uh, in a turret. Oh, so it's okay. yeah, I'd never seen one before, and. I initially will admit in my brain had kind of scoffed at the choice. Well, how many I was points? Like, ah, it's not that bad. I think it's like around two hundred. Two heavy auto cannons because that's each auto cannon is two one inch templates. Yep. Um, so that's four yeah, one inch two, templates. That's right. It's two shots. Each each shot is one inch template. Okay. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert! It does it does some work. Yeah. So, um, looking, so I'm like looking okay. for the model. Yeah, and here's the thing, like. I'm playing a heavy infantry heavy list, so that actually is way more scary than a firefight of me. Oh yeah, right? yep. Uh, and there's just there's other than those buildings, there's not a whole hell of a lot of cover on this table. I mean, not much in the way of hardcover anyway. So I'm a little concerned, but anyway. And, and you played it so the so the big building in the middle didn't block line of sight. Or Correct. Did, That's okay. yeah, it was his choice. He okay. wanted to. He didn't want it to block line of sight. I guess so. The 88 would have a better field of fire. And okay, I was fine with it. Whatever. So, I mean, as long as you agree with it before the game starts and you know what you're getting right, into. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, you know, I when I saw that, I'm going to be honest here, when I saw the two half-tracks, my level of concern reduced dramatically. Right. Um, because they're just such a suboptimal choice because their rules suck. Yeah. Yep. And if you put yep, one sure. pin on it, that turns into four pins because there's three units. Yep. Oh, yeah. So... So yeah. we start the game. The economy 88 can, of fire, Dale, right? Is that what that is? Yep, economy of fire. Yep. Yeah. So we start the game, and my multi-launcher is tucked behind a building so it could stay out of line of sight of that 88, uh, and the Kugel Blitz for that matter. Um, so I get the first dice, and I was like, okay, I brought these things, I 3D printed them, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fire a multi-launcher smoke barrage. <laughs> <laughs> and right, I could, I could draw a line down to in front of the 88, and so I did. And I rolled a six, so it even hits where I'm aiming. Um, <laughs> nice. But I'd said to myself, he put it right in the corner, and I'd said to myself, you know, here's the thing. If anybody ever puts an artillery piece in a corner like that, I'm firing a smoke round at it. Because <laughs> you've got to keep the smoke rounds on the board. Even if I miss, he's got to put it within 12 inches of that spot, so it's going to block some line of sight. Well, anyway, I rolled sure. a six, hit right where I'm aiming, and a multi-launcher gets you one five-inch ring plus D3 minus one five-inch rings. And I rolled a six again, so I got three five-inch rings. Nice. So there's you know 15 inches of block line of sight blocking. I flopped down in front of that 88, <laughs> so it couldn't. So it couldn't see shit. <laughs> awesome. And then uh, he drove that hat. One of the half tracks is out flanking. He drove the other half track straight up the center of the board. I shot three different units of BARs at it, uh, and just just kept putting pins on it. One squad fired rifles at it, put pins on it. So, you know, the units inside have five, six, seven pins at this point. I'm just Jeez. pinning the bejesus. Because what can you do, you know? I mean, he's right. he's either got a rally, in which case I just shoot it again and put more pins on things. I mean, and you're not shooting at anything else because there's anything else on the board. No, there's a squad right. of grenadiers behind a fence, and I care 
call about shooting those guys because they're not doing anything. Yeah. I can't hurt the Kugel Blitz uh, with that's, any of my yeah, small that's, arms. That's economy of fire plus maintenance of aim. Yeah. So. Nice. Yep. So I just kept rattling things on it and rattling things on it and rattling things on it. And it never really got to do much until finally my multi-launcher rolled a six and put one in the pickle barrel and killed the half track and dumped all the guys out and killed almost all the dudes. Wow. Right. You know, I mean, it was going to happen eventually. Yeah, there aren't, yeah, there aren't yeah. big units, and it's D6 hits on all yep. the units when they when they yep. explode. So. Uh, his, his off, the closest we got here, and the smoke hung around for three turns, which also helped. Um. And then the turn it drifted off, I brought my outflankers on out of the truck. Uh, you know, tw- half of them went up the board. They drove a little farther up, shot up the 88, dumped the squad out, and they shot up the 88 and killed it. And he lost the horse timber limber because he couldn't get away from my guys because he had nothing else over there defending it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings on his half track over on my side. And I'd left, again, I'd left squads in ambush for pin purposes. Used one of them to put pins on everybody, left the other one in ambush so when the two flamethrower dudes got out, I could kill them. Uh, so he dumps out the Falschemjager squads, but he leaves the flamethrower guys on board because he doesn't want them to get shot in the face. Well, start of the next turn, first dice comes out, my bazooka team swings the barrel around and puts it around clean through the half track and kills it, and kills the two flamethrower dudes still inside. Okay. Well, so it's go. like, yeah, there you go. Buy and then it was... Free. Right? And then it's just a, you know, a dog pile on what was left of his army there in the corner, which I drove the Zippo Sherman in there, and I brought some more dudes in there, the Palau assault guys in there, and just, I had a, another truck full of dudes and outflanking, and I was just like, there's no reason to drive them out and outflanking. I'm just going to bring them on from reserve from my own table edge and get in the middle of this fight. Yep. So, just shot them all up there. He tried to make a run for the center objective, but couldn't get there with the, with the Grenadier squad because they'd waited too long. Uh, the Kugel Bliss is still pounding dudes. That thing's I got one or two times it hit and killed most of a squad. I mean, that thing's nasty when it hits. How many points yeah. is that? I feel like it's just around 200. That sounds about right. Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's you almost have to go down. So Yeah. I mean, he was he was very good with it. He waited till I'd already activated those units, there putting pins on his half track. Yeah. I mean, I was still in cover, though. Right. But he has, you know, four dice. He needed, like, fives, and I think he got three, two or three fives in there, and one-inch templates each. Yeah, that's nasty. I mean, veterans, they still survived a couple, but it definitely chewed some dudes up. So yeah. I was very impressed with how it worked. I was like, that, that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, But at the end of the day, I think we ended that game. I think he had the Kugel Blitz and that Grenadier squad left. So I think I picked 11 or 12 dice off of him. He didn't have a full 14. Mm-hmm. So 10 or 11 dice. So it was just, just really kind of took it to him on yeah. that one. So. Well, when... When you roll a six to drop your multi-launcher smoke, yeah, um, right off the bat, that kind of makes up for the twelve veteran order dice fails that you had. No, the not, day really. Before. <laughs> not really. Not really, because I could have dealt with the eighty-eight in other ways. Right, but I mean, right. it it just it just demonstrates that sometimes there are games where it's like, well, okay, and then there's other games where it's like, oh, well, okay, you know. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Uh, I don't want to. It's not. It's not showing off, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's a little bit to drop a smoke run like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, because quite honestly, you're almost better off. Well, I guess your point about whether or not you hit the way you want to hit, it's still going to be somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense because I'm like, you'd rather just roll the six and land it on top of the eighty-eight. Well, can't he, he also that. said he didn't have line of sight to the eighty-eight. He I did not have that. line of sight. Oh, to the yeah, line I of sight missed, to I missed that piece. In front of the eighty-eight. Right. I did, Got but not it, the eighty-eight okay. itself. And I was on purpose. Got it. 
But if I'd have shot the half track with all the dudes in it with the multi launcher and dropped one on the first turn on that, it would have, you know, oh. more or less had the same effect there. Yeah, that's it would have, yeah. It would have ruined his game for sure. Yeah. And I mean, the uh, you know, it was it was six of one, half a dozen other. Things were going my way, so it was good. Yeah, but sure. the other thing to remember about autocans—they have stupid long range. Yeah, because he was going to shoot my squads. And, well, right, like he was shooting up one of my squads, and I was like, "Okay, you moved. It's you know long range, and I'm in cover, so it's sixes. He's like, "It's not long range." And I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh shit, it's not." <laughs> so it was like, fives yeah. to hit me instead. And I was like, "Oh hell!" <laughs> That's a big difference. It's a huge difference. It is. Huge yeah. difference. Yeah, though that thing was, it was super cool, and he's a super nice dude, right? Um, and it's. I don't know if I can call it like it's not a. I would not play the list in a competitive environment. I would play that list in a fun environment. Sure. Um, it's just and it, it, the mostly what's wrong with it is you've wasted points on those two half tracks because the rules are so terrible. Right. Yeah. Bring trucks instead. You know, and and don't and, put guys in half tracks and yeah, try and drive. And don't put three. Yeah. Don't put three units in there no. too. I mean, hit the option outflank. You just outflank with all everything. Just outflank right. with all that jazz. Well, I mean, yeah. you couldn't outflank yeah. with everything, but. Use, use the but trucks as decoys, up, yeah. you know. Yeah. You beef up a unit and you put it in a truck. Yep. You don't use all of it for everything. Well, I mean, he... Better than a half you know, it, it's, it's interesting. He, I mean, kudos for, to him for putting something down that I've, I've never seen. And yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's something there, so... Yeah. Yeah, the Kug- half-tracks... Kugelblitz is yeah. a great pick. Great yeah. pick. The, the half-tracks need to be, like, 50% cheaper. They need to do something else. Yeah, or I mean, just a reduction in points would make them viable, as you know, trucks are what thirty nine points. Yeah, I think they're overcosted too. But uh, yeah, the MMG it becomes like maybe they're about right. But it just, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big fan of half tracks the way they are when you're spending what like a hundred what's hundred plus, 100 plus points, ninety yeah. to hundred and five depending on whose yeah. country it is. Yeah, and well, and depending on what you kit it out with too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just so not it matters with what no. how their rules are. Unfortunate, and they look cool. That's the problem. I love how they yeah. look. Right, I'd love to do an armored company. You know, where you piling out of half tracks and doing cool shit. But yeah, the rules are just so. They're like Italians. They just the rules are crap. Well, and you don't. They're not by. They're not viable outflanking choices. Like, why would you ever take a half track to sit on the table? Sit on the side of the table, and then. Where a truck is adequately moving you up the yeah. table the same amount. Truckers are almost always. A truck so. is a way more efficient choice there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They it's move just, faster that's too. That's unfortunately. Yeah, they do actually. Yep. Not not over not over rough terrain, but yeah, well, and, and the half tracks, in addition to being stupid expensive, caused them to not be able to utilize the full fourteen order dice. Right. Yep. right. And half tracks also can't go through rough ground either. Right, oh, they, they still have, have wheels. Tracked. They have still have wheels. It's, they're not considered a tracked vehicle. Not their uh, track vehicles for movements. They get to turn twice, and they can't go through rough ground. Yeah. Really, I thought they could. Huh. I thought they were considered a tracked vehicle for going through rough ground. Yeah, well, I thought that was where you got I'll the. Look it up. <laughs> I'm almost positive they can because if they can't, then they're really pants. I'm ninety. Then they're, I'm like ninety-five percent sure they can go through rough ground. I thought that's what tracked gave you. Yeah, they're like supposed to be the boast of Beth, best of both worlds, but they're not because right. you can just pin the bejesus out of them. Right. But, yeah, nothing inside him is protected yeah. for sure. But anyway, so yeah, so that's the tournament. It was super fun. Had a good time, and I wrapped up Sweet. the tournament four four wins and a draw. Nice half so. tracks, no run. It says for okay, no run. run. That, well, that's the same with tanks too, isn't it? Uh, artillery. Well, that's right. That's tracked. Uh, multi vehicle. Yeah. 
wheeled vehicle. Well, I guess it's, uh, it's not in the chart, so they don't have half tracks listed in the chart. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out later, but... I was just saying, I'm assuming they're just a tracked vehicle, but maybe they're not. Who knows? Also, for exciting news, that means I have yet to ever actually lose a competitive game with my Americans, which is sort of stupid. Because <laughs> nice. I played Ringer for Recon Rumble for Pat, and I did really poorly mm-hmm. as the Ringer because I absolutely smashed all three of my games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, real, real nice Ringer there. Well, Ringer in the wrong, in the real sense of the word. <laughs> sure. I'm not the play yeah. date. I'm the guy coming to <laughs> the bell ringer. You're the, yeah. you're the pool shark. I'm the pool shark. <laughs> so anyway, super fun tournament. So yeah, um, I, I'm, I'd like to be able to get back to that one at some point. Yeah. And then uh, I guess we should touch overall placement before we get to our overall thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. So oh, wait, oh, oh, my favorite part of the tournament this year, I did not have to play John Stenson in the round five. Yeah, that was the greatest thing one. ever. <laughs> Though, as we'll point out, he did very well as well. So. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, I always—that's yeah. why I always have to play him, right, because exactly. usually we're. A, but guess what? The guy I had to tie with had to play him that last round. So thank <laughs> God, someone else had to fall on that grenade. Yep. Right. So, uh, ends out John Stence wins overall because I mean because John Stence because he goes five and zero for the second uh, bug eater in a row. Yeah, dude, super good. Yes, good so lord. Good. Yeah, yes. Super good. Uh, best ally general, because Stents won overall, it went to me. Yay. Uh, and I was second, second overall in the tournament. I got a sweet little challenge going out of it, so I was super happy. Very nice. cool. Um, who did take third, Pat? Was it Andrew? It was Andrew, yeah, the guy Stents uh, played at the end there. Third slash best axis. Yes, third and best axis, because he had his Germans. Because I think Paul Stewart cool. uh, finished 4-0-1. Uh, because I believe he won his last game, and he finished. He finished technically fourth then as the second best act ally player. Mm-hmm. And he also won the bug eater because his paint score apparently through the roof. Apparently through the roof. So yeah, there was. Uh, so they they did their initial paint judging, and <clears throat> it was really done out of, in the really the wrong spot. Usually, it's done during lunch on day one. This was during an extended lunch on day two. It was a 90-plus minute extended lunch. <clears throat> so the tournament orders went through, and they picked their favorite five or seven, and they went and brought this paint guru, judging guy, um, credentials, I'm sure. I, I'm sure they picked a really good guy, and they allowed him, of the five to, five to seven that they had selected, to go through and pick his favorite. Mm-hmm. And I was very floored when I saw that they took him over to my army to look at. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Huh. Yeah, they liked it. So that made cool. me feel pretty good about about my painting. Nice, great. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I did not win that overall. I went to, as mentioned, to John Stewart. And then I finished first out of the awards, so fifth overall. But right up there. Yeah, I mean, right up there, though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's still incredibly, that's a good placement regardless of whether or not you got hardware you know mm-hmm. nice yep. job guys really nice so i did yeah. i did get one of the uh warlord supporter play 10 serling vouchers 10 pound <laughs> serling vouchers which i used and honestly when it translates to american dollars it took about 14 bucks off the shipping so right knocked the shipping down to 10 bucks which okay I, that's that's a thing what'd you what'd you <laughs> get for a, what'd you get for a free box of stuff uh, uh for whatever reason all four guys in front of me passed on the uh British Eighth Army starter box. I was one of those guys that passed on that. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just the British Army starter. It wasn't British the Eighth Army. Army. I have a I have a thing. I just until until they tone them down, I don't think I can ever play British. 
Because <laughs> you are glutton for punishment, you should just play him. No, play him, Jeff. Come on, no. play him. Nope, I Jeff have standards. Does just fine with whatever. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, we'll see how the Italians go. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to losing a lot of games as Italians. There you go. That's so. the spirit. I don't know. I think that that'll be a fun challenge for you. I yeah, think it'll be sure. a very fun challenge. Yeah. And if I absolutely hate it, I've got plenty of other painted armies I can fall back into. Right. Yeah. Right. Some new plastic Italians apparently coming out too. So. Yeah. They are. So it, was, they are. it was nice that you know he had he did have some level of prize support for everyone that was there. Mm-hmm. That's, cool. Yeah, that's cool. So I mean, even if it came down to you know a sprue of guys, but you still got something. So you still got something, right? which is cool. So cool. Um, the, I was not an overall fan of the tables for terrain wise. A lot of them that I ended up playing on were very dense and crowded. In fact, there was one board that like literally looked like it belonged at the bottom of an aquarium, and you couldn't move this dense terrain out of the way to keep playing you know like normally they'll do they'll have like a little board that they'll put some woods on it so you know that this is the dense train but when you're in there you can you know move the trees off of the way so they're <laughs> out of the way and you're not knocking them over no, right. no this such board luck. was just it was just i don't know what it's trying to be but i think i think he probably picked up at least i found one guy when we played on the table from probably earlier on I'm sure he picked up at least three models from that table just gobbling guys up because people put them in the train and can't ever find them again Yep. So my my first game with Hayden on the jungle board, we both have fun pictures of our tanks basically on end because they're in the woods, but you can't set them in the woods because of how that's modeled. Okay. So they're like sitting up on their tailpipes, vertical and shit stuff. So we just laughed it off, but it's it is what it is. I mean, there there was a lot that they were they weren't impossible because obviously we played games, but they just they made the games a little more difficult to play through and positioning stuff and things falling over. I had one, I think my third game was on this board that had, it was all covered in teddy bear fur. Looks cool. Ooh, Absolutely. Yeah. Good luck finding a good spot to roll dice. And yeah. models are falling over all over the place. So <laughs> would you would you level the level this as more of nitpicking or more of um, an actual um, like a concern to the level where it's like um, it it might be worth addressing moving into further years. I think from a game play, game play standpoint, it's important to have tables that maybe you sacrifice a little of the looks cool for the can play on well. Okay. And and I agree with Pat on that. Like, I loved how some of these tables looked. I did not love how some of these tables played. Uh, I think you have to be willing to make some concessions of realism uh, and like you know, diorama display board quality towards being actually able to play on the table. And, you know, there's examples where people get it right. Like your Stalingrad board gets it right, because I played on that and it plays fine, even though it's got lots of stuff going on. But there's other tables that, like that train table is really pretty to look at. It's it's I've, too busy to play a game on effectively. I've played on it twice. It's, it's just, it's really tough. Yeah, it's just too busy. Okay. Yeah. You know, a beautiful table. Just it's just too busy for an actual game. There's got to be some concession to the game, or you know, you can have those really gorgeous tables, but then like, 
I don't want to play them on a tournament when there's a time constraint. I want to play on those like on an evening when we're all just kind of sitting around yakking and having a grand old time, and it looks pretty. Okay. Yeah, the amount of time you spent repositioning your models because they're yeah. falling over, you can't quite get them in the position there. Right. It's it's one thing that slows down play that doesn't need to slow down play, especially in a tournament. Precisely. And it doesn't need to be like those 40K tables where there's coffee cans and Mountain Dew bottles making up your train. I mean, don't go that far. But, right. You know, there's there's definitely a talent and an art form to finding the good cross-section between playability and looks. Okay. Uh, and you need to be mind- if you're when you're building a table, be mindful of what you're going for, because if you want it to be one that can be played in a tournament or played on a lot, you need to leave it you know, slightly more abstracted than uh, a one-to-one representation of something. Yep. So. But I also have learned where I swear to God we're going to bring an anti-fatigue mat to stand on to this thing next time, and I'm bringing like a huge ass extension cord and a box fan because like I was dying on Sunday of heat. <laughs> were you guys in gym. like one of in the, the smaller in the gym? Okay, we're in the gym, but pretty, it's like pretty wide open, no mask wearing, but yeah, we were that pretty isolated great. to our. Uh, and also, it didn't have so the, this is. Uh, I really don't like this part, but I, I'm going to bring it up anyway. So the tables that were there were six by four. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to set your army down, you were on that six by four, or it was on the ground. Or you could use the boxes the train was in underneath the table if you were lucky. Yep. Or the you know like a third of the tables could steal an extra chair from somewhere. But mm-hmm. I I don't even like doing that because your your board never fits quite right on a folding chair, and you're always worried you're going to bump it and everything's going to go kaput. Right. So. I, I'm I'm getting to be old. I like the luxury of having extra table space where I can set my shit down. Um, I, and that might be that's nitpicking, and I'm a grumpy old man, and I don't want to set my models on the floor. But I'm a grumpy old man, and I don't want to set my models on. the Well, because then you got to bend down to pick them up to put them on the board, and then right. bend down to take them off the board to put them back in. This like my back doesn't need that this no. day. Now Paul Stewart has a great system. He's got that like roaming tray cart thing. Yeah. And he just kind of putters around with that, you know, like, drink cart, basically, with his stuff on it. And I'm like, you know what? I thought that was dumb the first time I saw it. And I'm like, that's actually genius. It's actually yeah. genius. Just to, to bring a beverage cart around with basically, you? Basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those airline carts. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not as sturdy. Right. Yeah, I mean, it looked like the Ikea version of one of those airline carts, right. you know? You just go to the, you just go to the Walmart in, in town when you're there, and you buy the $10 thing and just... Yeah. You don't even have to bring it with you. Yeah. You just buy it there. You just buy it and donate it. Like, hey, Goodwill, you want one of these? Yeah, right. I'm sensing a snafu branding opportunity here. <laughs> you, you might not be wrong about that, actually. I, Merchant, merchandise. Putter if table. I, no, if I find it. one, Putter if table. I find one <laughs> that Putter folds table. up, like you could collapse it and fold it up into like just the one tray size area, I would probably buy that on the spot. Just a TV tray. TV tray with like, wheels? Yeah, essentially. Well, yeah. Yeah, because you, you want to fold it up for transporting in the car. You don't want, yeah. you don't want to take that much room up. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. You just buy it there. Oh, sure. Because then you don't have to deal with it. Then yeah, but then I got to go in. Yeah, then we got to go into a stall uh, into a store in Omaha. Mm. Oof. True. Yeah, good point. And it didn't help. It was hot as balls when we were there that weekend too. I mean, that was the heat sure. weekend, so it was like 98 degrees and kind of humid out. And the, the gyms, you know how gyms are when you're in high school. Gyms have a gym funk. And there's like yeah, there's sure. not really any moving air in there, you know. And I, I, I grew up on the plains. So I need moving air. Or I just sweat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, I'm the same way. I need moving. I need, I need air movement all the time too. Yep. But, but it's super cool. We supported their debate team. That's always a good cause. I yeah. like supporting them. Yeah, you, um, you you've definitely liked that in the past. So. Oh, yeah. 
and it's a fun tournament. So it's a fun tournament. It's a hellacious drive coming yeah. back Sunday night after brutal after oh, wrapping the tournament at five fifteen. Well, hotel yeah. rooms were stupid expensive in Omaha this time. Yeah. Mm. Really interesting. Well, everybody jacked up the prices because they've got like five people staying there, right? They, yeah, I don't trying to make up a difference there somehow. Yeah, it was weird, but it was like I I feel like I paid. You know, each night was like what last year, the last time we went cost for the whole weekend. Yes, basically. Did you guys get your own rooms, huh. or did you guys yeah. share? Yeah, rooms? yeah. Okay. Yeah, we each got our own king because we're yeah, kings. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> Royalty, Royalty for yeah. sure. But, but yeah, so in years past, the tournament has wrapped up at four o'clock, and so you know the drive back. You know, you're, you're talking between ten and eleven, but this not wrapping till five fifteen. <clears> the ninety minute extendo lunch on day two, and it's yeah. like, yeah. And then his whatever his scoring mechanism was, he had three by five index cards for every player, and had them sorted on the board, doing the math in his head to figuring out who was getting what points for what. I'm glad he could figure it out because I sure as hell that, couldn't. So the old the card index thing is an old magic trick, like or not like not magic trick, like Magic the Gathering card game thing. Like when you go to a, a tournament, you do Swiss pairing that way, right? So you have right every time someone would give you a card, you put it in the win loss pile, and you'd be able to shuffle them up and put out new pairings. I don't think he did but, that. I I don't know what he was doing. It worked. I mean, he got it to work. So he whatever. got it to work. But so from I think from end of round to announcing awards was something like, what, 40 minutes? Uh, I think it was a whole hour. 40 or 45 minutes? <clears throat> that's that's a little bit tr- tough, but, I mean... Well, I mean, first time out, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, he's run other tournaments, and I I, I, would, I, I, would, I had talked to him, and he's he says he's going to uh, bring one of his... He's a, he's a contractor by trade. He's going to bring one of his employees down to run an Excel spreadsheet for him and just keep him yeah. on the <laughs> and, and that, the weekend. A lot of our complaining about this is old men talk, you know? We just... Right. We're we're Pat and Pat's all about efficiency, you know. That's why our sh- our our scoring system and pairing system we don't have one because you know <laughs> make well, your own fights. But there's there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, these are all things you should tell him though as a TO, right? Like you should definitely give him the feedback. suggestions. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't you can't end at five fifteen on Sunday. Like we have to get back. We have to be able to leave at a regular hour. Or if you want to end at five fifteen, you need to announce that beforehand because then we'll know not to try. Yeah. Right then, yeah. yeah, we're not going to try and make it that home. Was, that was that sure. was a brutal drive. <clears throat> me getting yeah. home twelve thirty ish in the morning. Yeah. That's brutal. Um, that's I mean it's doable, but that's just might as well take Monday off anyway. I did. I I, I planned yeah. to, but yeah. Oh sure, okay. But you're just like going to recoup at home. Yep. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So yeah, that that drive home at night was. We got that pretty sunset through Iowa though. That was yeah. The rest that was, of it that was, was freaking gorgeous. All the, it was. It the was. windmills, it looked very... If I wasn't driving, I would have taken a beautiful picture, but I was yeah. driving, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, if we'd, we'd gotten, you know, more of you guys come down, it would have been, you know, worth hanging out another night playing games in the hotel room and whatnot, but, you know... Right. right. Just, just the two of us, we'd, we'd, we'd exhausted all the strategy behind doing Imperium at that point, so... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had travel right up or just after that that so i just i can't it was too close yeah. so yeah that's all right but try to put it in the books for next year like reserve that shit or stuff early so maybe we can all go again no, it was, yeah that was i'm not apologizing yeah. for this year but we'll see what happens next year yep. that's, that's, we'll see what that's kind legit. of leeway yeah that's legit yeah. i mean dude i wasn't sure i was going to go to this right away either so yeah i'm glad i did but yeah 
I, I would have loved to have been able to go. It's just the, the, the feasibility of that at this point is pretty hard. It was, but, yeah. it was like, great playing tournament time. again. Mm-hmm. Right? All right. We'll do, give it time. I'll be back in. I'll be back in the swing of things before you know sure. it. Yep. That'd be good. Be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's 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 talk about rules real quick, and then we'll take a break. Because I, I mean, these are, we don't have to drain the shit out of these. These right? are pretty simple, straightforward. These yeah, are yeah, these are ones that are coming up in the WDC WhatsApp chat, which is some people that were signed up to play in the WTC asking questions. I think there's like 14 guys on there or something like that. So it's probably not all of them, but. Enough of That's them. Enough. Well, there's at least some from each group. I was I was mostly jealous because they're like, hey, we're going to set up a tournament for whatever. Like, nations. They just like, decide yeah, to cup. do their own nations. Yeah, the Nations Cup. I'm like, well, like, I want to go. Yeah, right. But we were invited. <laughs> I was like, never mind. I know we were invited, but I'm like, I can't go to freaking Europe right now. Well, there's, I'm pretty sure there's still some quarantine involved with the I mean, There's parts so. of Europe we literally yeah. can't go right. to right now. So Yeah, right, for sure, yeah. We'd have to sit for two weeks. Yeah, hopefully that changes before next May. Yeah, should. Um, should. <laughs> hopefully. I can't I can't sit two weeks in a hotel room. I, like, both physically and my wife would kill me. Like, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> anyway. We have to talk about that. Yeah, let's get to the rules. Yes. Uh, so there's the question about shirkers. And now the ruling, the rule in shirkers say that when they make an order test, they count their pins as double. They always have to take an order test even if they have no pins. Some were taking that translation to mean that when, so shirkers, generally speaking, are inexperienced and therefore have a morale of eight. So when they're at four pins, they're routed. Right. That's what they're, because they count pins as doubles. Well, no, it means based on the order check. And this one went through yeah. Paul Walker and WTC, WTC team. And they confirm that that no, it is just for the order test. They don't go poof at yeah. pins. Yeah, it that seemed clear enough to me. But I can understand why someone would think that. But the the sentence had the thing when taking an order check. Like that's yeah. the, the key component yeah. to that rule, in my opinion. Yeah. Word, words actually mean things, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, to be fair, it's it's hard when you're like if if English isn't their first language and they're reading the English book, I can understand some Or if they're reading their native language book, it may right, read who, funny like, or something. Right. Well, and Warlord barely proofreads their their own shit. I can't imagine when they do it in another language how well that goes. Like Maybe it's better. I mean, they're in Europe. I don't know. Well, do they speak English, there's, though? I mean, <laughs> they, there's no real harm in getting a clarification if no, you feel that it's agree. ambiguous. Because um, yeah. then once we get that official ruling, then we all know. Then so we all just point yeah, to it and which, be like, "Look, here you go." Yep. Which, unfortunately, makes it so some people think that well, they can take some shirker units that are pretty, um, I guess, point efficient. I guess I don't know if they're really point efficient, but cheap, cheap cheerleader dice for sure. 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 Yeah. So, uh, and the other one that also came across was so. So here's the situation: you have you have <laughs> a, a green unit that has a pin on them. They're full strength. Uh, they have both a medic and a commissar within six inches of them. Mm-hmm. So they take their order test, they fail it. Do you roll the full strength first, or does the commissar rule kick in and he kills a guy? And if he kills a guy, does the medic get a chance to save him? And then my thought was, <laughs> well, if the medic saves him, I bet you the commissar just shoots the medic. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, my, my first thought when I read that was, why does the Soviet Army have a medic? Because that's totally not what they well, would have. When you have a commissar shooting people, like I don't know that you'd have a medic. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. So in this one, if you have a lot uh, of veterans, it might be worth having a medic. No, I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just well, don't saying take green the idea. Veterans, of the oh, you mean in the lore? 
yeah. in the lore. Yeah, in the lore, lore yeah. yeah. Can you imagine the balls on the medic that tries to save the guy the commissar just shot? Right. <laughs> it's like wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems like it's not going to be a great. So thing. we haven't gotten an official answer back on that. But my first instinct is I, I, I would I would choose to do the full strength roll first. But then you can't do a commissar, a commissar roll after that because you can never re-roll a re-roll. Correct. Yep. Sure. So, so I'm, I'm of the opinion the player who controls them could choose whether to do the full strength re-roll or the commissar. You get one or the other. I'm with Jeff. I yep. agree with that. Yep, and that's that was my consensus as well. But Paul Walker and, will and get back to me. So normally his 48-hour turnaround in summer turns to two weeks because, I don't know, things move slower. He's, in summer, on, summer, he's on Aloha time. Yeah, right. No, he's back. He's well, back in his home country. No, that yeah, doesn't mean he can't still be on Aloha. That's know. true. Yeah, he's I still mean, on, I think yeah, he, that's I a think, good point. I think Aloha follows Paul. So. <laughs> yeah. That could be. And I would say the medic still applies to the commissar because that's just the way the rule reads. Right. Whenever, Despite uh, the crossways look, the commissar gives the medic. Right. In the in the way the rules are written, it yeah. seems like the medic should take care of that wound, even if it doesn't make yeah. sense. But yeah, I I guess my my brain always thinks the medic should only be able to fix enemy casualties, but. I don't think the rule says that, so you I know. don't think right. it's specific. I don't think it says it either. Says so yeah, I think it's just casual. Models removed. You can roll, and it comes back on a six, right? Like, Unless it says the medic against wounded, because the commissar doesn't wound anybody. The commissar kills people. Like you remove the model, I think. Yeah, because yeah. if it's remove a yeah. model, the medic doesn't get to say. But now we're getting. Oh yeah, sure. Now we're getting into not, he's not shooting Magic it. the Gathering That's rules. Pretty nuanced. So. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't remember have the words right close. in front of me, and, and words are important. But so regardless, when when I get the official word. Well, you know, that's, again, also generated through the WTC, so going through those those particular hoops, and when, when we know, you'll know. So cool. You've yeah. got our thoughts on it, right? Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, let's take a short break and come back, and we can tackle uh, Battle the Bulge, as well as a couple of little new one, little thingies here and Try there. Try and keep it under two hours. Too late. Yeah, that keep ain't that. Keep, keep, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll be right back. Sounds good. Hope you enjoy the music. I don't know what it is. Pat, do you know what it is yet? I haven't even begun to look, and, and okay. my, my music queue is empty, so I have to go look for some. Uh-oh. We better go start finding some. Might be right repeat. Not. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. More waltzing Matilda? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No. I could be. It's a great song. We I could probably care. start recycling yeah. stuff, and people wouldn't notice. Well, I, if we're doing Battle of the Bulge, is the, Panzer, is, the, is the Panzer lead an open property now that you could put in there? I think it probably is. Which one? Uh, I'm guessing you guys probably haven't seen the Battle of the Bulge movie. Never mind. That joke. That joke's not going to land unless you've seen the Battle of the Bulge movie. <laughs> some people probably just got it then. Well, um, lots yeah, of people probably did, but if you guys haven't, that joke ain't going to land. So. Well, which which Battle of the Bulge movie is this? Uh, the one that's titled Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. It's oh. not the porn one. Oh, I mean, we could use that if you wanted to. I, mean, <laughs> I have no objection to sleazy saxophone. <laughs> sleazy saxophone. Oh, Jesus! All right. 1965. Okay. Oh, I have to. Uh, I don't know if that. I don't know if that cuts it, Jeff. I think that's too new. It might be too new. Yeah. Well, the the, it, the song in it isn't new, but it's. Uh, sorry, it's a little controversial because it's a German war song, and you know Germany right. doesn't like us singing German war songs. We can play up yeah, to sure. ten seconds in the context of a review. Oh, I'm I'm not worried about the copyright strike. I'm worried about <laughs> the uh, Twitter strike. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. 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 We don't want to be. There, there shouldn't be a reason to, but you know. I mean, it's Twitter, yeah. so right, right. We don't want that so, kind someone of someone will always find a reason. No, 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 no we don't. No, no. Right. All right, we'll be right back. It won't be a. It won't be that song. It'll be something different. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
<laughs> Be right back. I was going to go to the bathroom. Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was a top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowing reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. They made him blow a bugle for his uncle Sam. It really brought him down because he couldn't jam. The captain seemed to understand. Because the next day the cap went out and drafted a band. And now the company jumps when he plays Reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. A toot, a toot, a toot de a toot de blows it to the bar. In boogie rhythm, he can't blow a note unless the bass and guitar is playing with him. He makes a company jump when he plays Reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. He was a bugle boy of company B And when he plays boogie boogie bugle he was busy as a buzz bean And when he plays he makes the company jump A to the bar He's a boogie boogie bugle boy of company B He blows it A to the bar He can't blow a note if the bass and guitar isn't with Company jumps when he plays Reveille. He's a boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. Welcome back. Hope you like the music. Loved it. I did too. I sat, I was sitting and playing with Easy Army. Super fun. Okay, let's uh, let's let's talk some Battle of the Bulge. Actually, I just want to throw a quick update oh. for Theaters of War in there, if I could. Yeah, yeah, please, sir. Yes, uh, please. We have now we're now at twenty four players, and we are now a silver level supporter. Ooh. Believe it. Cool. I have picked up the support pack from John Russell. I do have it in my possession, so. Silver order dice and all. Swanky. So, Sweet. That is really cool. Yep. All right. So there are three packets of four order dice. And price support I have right now it looks very much like uh, everybody should walk away with something. Nice. I like the sound of that. Badass. Challenge coins are in there too, Jeff. Ooh. Ooh are they 2020 challenge coins? Or the yeah, they're the, they're, the fir- they're the first season Blitzkrieg 2020. So. Okay. Yeah, we just have to accept yep. that. If you're signed up, bring your toughest list because I need I need all the help I can get. So, and so speaking of that, uh, 
half of the players, this is their first tournament ever. Well, okay. they got to get a trial by fire at some point. So I'm, I'm throwing one of the starter armies in there for whichever one of those rookie, quote-unquote, rookie players wins. Out of, wins I, the best out I, of the 12. Do I know No, count? you've been to too many tournaments. <laughs> I did count Rocky because the only tournament he was in, he was the ringer, and he didn't even play his army. He played the one I gave him. He was the, he was the right kind of ringer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Baloney, the right, the, kind of, the right kind of ringer is one that crushes your hopes and dreams. Come on. <laughs> so... So I'll throw that out there. Uh, and I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if you remember back then, uh, scenarios will be sent out shortly to all the players so you can get your practice in. Nice. And cool. hey, by the time you listen to this, um, you can also sign up for Operation Snafu. Yep, right. those tickets go on sale yeah, July on the 3rd, which for us is about a half hour. I don't know how quickly it would be in July 3rd, but... Yeah, Recon Rumble's there. Uh Badges are forty dollars for the, for all three days, or twenty dollars uh, for single days. And by badge, okay. you, that gains you entry into to, Renegade. Yep, into Renegade, mm-hmm. and allows yep. you to sign up for the other tournaments. And Snafu, I believe, is at twenty-five. Recon Rumble is at fifteen, and Rick is running a special event that if you sign up for both Recon Rumble and mm. Operation Snafu, you can play for free. Otherwise, it'll cost you five bucks. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be a good time. It's all it's it's meant to be a good uh, Saturday time. night fun. So there'll be Goldschlager and <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> some <laughs> Jägermeister. Jäger, Jäger. <laughs> yep, Jägermeister and uh, more details to follow uh, on that. Right, Rumpel, Rumpelmans. Yes, we yeah. We'll, I'll start. I'm tying shit together right now. Um, start making stuff for it. It's going to be. It, I keep reiterating. It's a fun event. It's not meant to be. It's not widely competitive. Don't don't get excited. It's about not a it. silver level event. No, it's not a silver <laughs> level event. It's it's a well. What do, what do we want to call it? No, uh, come on. It's not that bad. Tin. It's going to be like, sure. Just thinking of some kind of obscure, like weird material that is fun, but not necessarily Am- amethyst. Pyrite. It's oh, pyrite. It's pyrite. That's okay, what it works. Pyrite. <laughs> it's fool's gold. It's a fool's gold event. That's actually perfect for this event. It's going to be fun. It's based on I'm I'm using some stuff that I've done before. We we used to run an event um, at when we played Infinity for that one little fart of a time there. Um, <laughs> yep. Right. Like, but we ran it. We ran an after hours thing for the overall tournament thing that we were at. Uh, that was called Tag Deathmatch. That was a great time for everyone. Everyone had a blast, and I'm going to build it kind of around that theme, right? So, kind of where everyone has base, li- base stat lines, and then you can yep. capture and upgrades and stuff throughout. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And then if you die, you just come back somewhere randomly. So like a tank like, deathmatch. It's essentially a tank deathmatch, but I'm going to make it a little bit more interesting than that. But it's essentially, yeah, everyone's going to have the same things. Nobody's going to be super better than anyone else until you start gathering shit. And then all it takes is one person to shoot you in the side, and then you're, then you're done. And then you so respawn, and just everything just kind of keeps going. Yeah. And then you just keep yeah. keep going until someone until we figure out when how we end this thing. Usually, that was the hard thing is like nobody wants to stop, so you're just like, all right, keep going. First person to ten deaths wins. <laughs> Something like that. We'll see. Anyway, it'll be Sounds fun. Awesome. It'll be a blast. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's now. Can we talk about the bulge? Are we Are we done gilding the lily? Yes, for sure. As I'm talking about a bulge. <laughs> I, I know, I put that one intentionally. Yeah, 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 okay. So um, this was the very yeah. first second edition book 
Uh, and if you do happen to recall back in episode three, Rick had mentioned a small snidbit about the fact that the guy writing what the this hell is was a not snidbit? aware. <laughs> I don't know. Snippet or tidbit, or a blend there. I like him. I like I like ramming them together. It's <laughs> a snippet. Okay, there we meant. go. I smelled what you stepped Thank in. It's you. fine. Uh, Rick had mentioned that the author of this book was not aware a second edition is on the verge of being released. When he wrote, he the, wrote book, the book, he did not he know that. Know. Whoops. So I don't know if that Shot. was a, a Reddit thing that she saw, but or did, you had mentioned it back, all the way back in episode three. Oof. Yeah, I don't know where I heard it then either, but I'm sure I, I like normally don't just make shit up like right. that. Right. So sometimes I do. Yeah. But so yeah, and oh, and uh, I think all of us would agree that the layouts of the book have vastly improved since this one. Yes. There are twelve That's, scenarios mm. in the Battle of Bulge book if you look for them and can find them. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> Scattered throughout the book, your quest is to find Random your twelve scattered. scenarios. Right. Exactly. And. Any new units that might be in the book, right? Yeah, it's, I forgot about that. I'd spent so long since I've looked at this book, but I yeah, forgot about like how shit is just randomly spread out in the book. Mm-hmm. It's very okay. stream of conscience. Yes, and they didn't. Nobody, nobody edited to be like, "Hey, we should put all the new units together," and "Hey, we should put all the scenarios together." Like, yeah, that's just that's disappointing. But I mean, whatever, it's still fun. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Still a good book. There's some. There's, some yeah, there's still tons of good stuff in here. There is a definitely a ton of good stuff in here. It's just the, it's just the bazooka jeep. Yeah, the twin bazooka jeep is in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think our first iteration of the chaplains in here, and our first iteration of the intelligence officers in here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's yeah, been both crappy pasta in several books since then. Mm-hmm. Most notably, all of the D Day three books. Yeah. I, yeah, I think like, they got in Battle of France too. Actually, I believe they did as well. Yeah. So they're they're around. So you're familiar with them. So we won't have to cover them again. Cool. If we do this, we'll go over four hours, and that four hour mark, we'll have to do a part one and a part two again. <laughs> yeah, right. I think this is the the official official late war free French R two is this book. You may be correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yep. Let's dive into this bitch. Yeah. Let's get Case it. Let's go first. So we're gonna talk units first. It looks like. Uh, so there was a so right away the very first thing is there's a new weapon option and mm-hmm. that is the rifle grenade adapter, which only a few. So uh, U.S. or three French can do zero three, British can do zero one, Germans can do zero two, and this basically just puts a, a small uh, light mortar into one of your units. It's a six to eighteen range, one shot, indirect fire he. And because it's an indirect fire HE, they can target something different than the rest of the units. Yep. Indirect yep. fire. Which is cool. It's 6 to 18, though. I think knee mortars are 12 to 24, so it's a little bit different. They could be. It's a little different, yeah. So. Your standard light mortar is 12 to 24, which the knee mortar is. These are 6 to 18. Okay. Yeah. All right. And they're 20 points per. Wah, wah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. So, or, sorry. So the U.S. and Free French can do 0 3 per squad. British can do 0 1 per section. And. The Germans can what, do zero two per squad. I don't know what per section means. Yeah, I was gonna say what's per section mean? Like I don't even understand what section means. Uh, maybe you can only maybe maybe if you're playing sectors, you can put one in each of the four sectors. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, because the sec- section is is repeated, I'm assuming that they've they've interchanged the word squad with section. I would I would presume that. And so, um, yeah, with that seems with logical. the six to eighteen inch range. And multiples of them at twenty points. 
uh, that's just black. Uh, like 10 points, I could see maybe. Taking sure. a unit of three. I mean, so, a minimum squad unit of three just to run around and, and harass. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, me. Probably fun to play with. I, Jeff, you played around with basically grenade launchers with your French at some point, didn't well, you? Well, they're standard in early war French. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, you yeah. can take them. And, um, they're not worth 20 points. Just, just yeah, gonna, that's just what I'm going to say. They're interesting. They're fun. At 10 points, I might take one or two of them. At 20 points, they're not. Yeah, I can see at 10 points. It, they're they're not significantly better than a, a rifle shot because it's what a one inch, one inch template. So you might hit two guys. Yep. Plus well, one you'll pen. get two. So a, you might get three if the unit hasn't pulled yeah. casualties at all. Good point because you have to be able to get at least two because they have to be they can't be more than an inch right. apart unless they've taken so, casualties yeah, so they could have gaps. But oh right, they could have already taken casualties. Well, I mean, you still you still maximize, which means you're going to get two. You'd still find right. another unit, another Part spot, of the in unit. The, yeah. Right. The, yeah, you would most likely get it. You'd always get two. You probably could out get three, yeah. maybe three. Um, that's not a big template. The, so. the literal only time I've ever found these worthwhile is on the rare occasions you get a heavy terrain board where you're having a fight from building to building across open ground, like across the street, or trench warfare. I think you we we sure. fought a game, Jeff, very early on in a trench on a trench board, and yes, and you were using it. So yes, and that's the only time they're remotely worth. Taking. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd see them kind of being useful in like a defensive unit. Uh, well, right? sure, yeah, you, you not moving that much. They're not maximum, very long range with but. maximum of these grenade launchers. So you've got a unit of five right. guys with three grenade launchers, an NCO, and another guy with a rifle or whatever. Well, or an LMG. Like if you wanted, to, if you're going to go, yeah, LMG. You need six guys then, unless your NCO can be a yeah. loader, but. Um, yeah, good point. And then hold on, hold on, because that unit. How much is that unit? That's expensive. Well, I mean, stupid expensive. Yeah, because that would be sixty right, points. At ten points, you'd forty points. I mean, you'd be yeah. better off with uh, an LMG squad yeah. with maximum LMGs. So I think I'd actually take yeah. an MMG squad over that squad. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. Well, more in, in my mind, they're ten it's, points each, and then it's like, oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah, sure. At ten points, they're probably worth. And it's right. it, it gets it can be difficult to use with the six to eighteen inch range. What you're really looking for is the twelve to twenty four. That can be much more defensive because then you've yeah. got that buffer. Yeah. They're probably most likely yeah. used in scenario two, the Battle of Saint Vith. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're a historical and interesting weapon. I don't feel like the rules and points cross section is good enough yeah, to use them up. really yeah. realistically in a normal game of bolt action. And and just to jump in here and not rib Warlord, but um, we like. I I think this is cool. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. But at twenty points. No one's going to take this um, in a competitive list if you're just trying to have fun and, and knock them out. Um, but if you want, yeah. if you want to mix things up and you want to encourage people to buy the books because there's these cool new weapons in it, then then point cost them not to where they push something out of the list and you have to take them, but point cost them to where people are like, oh, here's a cool option that I might want to try because mm-hmm. then you're going to sell the book and you're going to sell more models and. More people are going to be excited to play, and it keeps things fresh, and it's just good. As we've established with Italians, they really just pick things they don't want people to buy and play, though. So, yeah, I guess. So, anyways, that's the end of my little warlord yeah. can 
maybe change up a little bit and everyone yeah. would love it. We're just throwing out free advice here, guys. You should, <laughs> you, you should take some of it. All right. well, and again, they don't specify where they can be taken, so they can't get the reinforced platoon. They can only be taken in theater selectors from this book. That's pretty FAQ. It makes, makes, it, makes it way less exciting anyway, yep. then. So even, oh, yeah. you want less exciting? Hang on. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The whole yeah, nation, everybody can take this. The non-combative squad. So, Great. five yeah. guys, five to ten guys, uh, basically six points a peach. We ain't foot sloggers, which means they count as having lost their NCO, so they're at morale seven. Yeah, they're they're inexperienced at and seven. And they can't use their nation's special rules. Well, no, they're yep. inexperienced uh, six because <laughs> they don't get to count as having their NCO, so they're they're six points instead of seven points, basically. Yeah, but you can give them pistols, yeah. though. Pistols so or rifles. Pistol? Any mix. Should only give them pistols. They're, these guys are fodder. Give them pistols so they get tough fighter. There you go. Uh, right. But then again, selectors, uh, you need your opponent's permission. So, okay, forget that then. <laughs> Never mind. Not going to see those ever no. again. And okay. then, of course, we've we've discussed the intelligence <laughs> mm-hmm. squads at nauseum. Yep. Those are cool. Yep. And then we come into some yep. German units: uh, Grenadier Radfer Hausen squad. Say that five times what? fast. Rod right. uh, German words, not good in uh, my brain. So, someone in Germany just puked. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Like, Jesus, guys. <laughs> it's not that hard. It, it isn't if you grew up speaking it your entire life. Uh, I never spoke it at any point. But uh, So they're regular infantry, uh, five guys for 55. They have rifles and bicycles. Sweet. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, you can add up to four more. 11 points each, so they're paying for the bike. Uh, you can get one right. submachine gun, NCO, and three guys can have assault rifles. Five points each. Two men can have Panzerfaust. Um, if no Panzerfaust are taken, you can put an LMG in there for 20 points. Only one light machine gun is permitted for every three Grenadier, this word, squads. Um, bicycles, <clears throat> Zug truck. If two or more the, the squad are included in a reinforced platoon. The platoon's officer squad may be equipped with bicycles for one point per man. And this has a slew of theater selectors could be taken in. So, bicycle-equipped Panzerfausts are never bad. That seems kind of like a good choice. That yeah. being said, uh, hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> so they're not in the reinforced platoon, but there are several theaters that you can both from this book and from the book of, of Germany as well. Mm. So, okay. uh, and then this uh, this is uh, another all nations. This is the military police. Uh, yeah. Military police uh, for selectors, maybe company armies in all theaters on all fronts. If American or German armies include inexperienced or regular infantry as an option, one of these squads or sectors can be replaced with the military police unit from the corresponding national entry. So they are technically allowed in a reinforced platoon because those allow inexperience or regular infantry. Mm-hmm. What do they do, you ask? Well, they put that rule a couple more pages down. And they have them split up. They have a U.S. variant. They've got a German uh, field Grendemar. Grendemir? Probably Feldgendarm. That's probably I'm looking close. for it. Where is, where is the word? Felgen, I see French on the back end of it, but I know so. It's so not. this is this is a word borrowed from French. This is Felgendarmerie. Okay. This is this is taken from the French, and it's 
Jesus Christ. It's, I mean, it's police. <laughs> police, yeah, basically. And field, so, field police, yeah. So they are inexperienced. NCO and three guys. You can add up to six more at eight points per man. They can be given pistols. Uh, squad sizes are not increased beyond the initial four men. It can be equipped with motorcycles. Uh, they direct traffic. So you get a plus one when bringing vehicles on the table. Uh, and then they also have a get back in the fight. Um, if they fail a rally order, they can immediately roll a second one if they're within six inches of the military police. A rally order. Yeah, that was a lot more useful in first edition. Right? Yep. <laughs> Someone should have told the author. Do you think? Good guy. Oh, well. And they've also got a uh, field Jagger Corp squads. So that must be the German equivalent. And all, all same rules and same points. So, um, sorry, I'm just going to call attention to this for anyone that has the book. This is on page 43. Page 42. There's this nice uh, Osprey drawing of three German Feld Gendarme whatever police guys. One of them's got an FG 42 though, the Fallschirmjäger rifle, and I call bullshit on that. There aren't enough of those that any traffic cops going to have one. <laughs> just for the record. Someone just really wanted to draw that rifle. Could have been. Uh, moving on for all nations. Again, they, there's the chaplain again. We know about him. He's cool. Absolutely. And let's see. And then we bring in United States U.S. Paratrooper Squad Late War. This is the one they just gave them stubborn, right? Yeah. And these are, they can be fielded in any selector that allows U.S. Paratroopers from Operation Market Garden. Uh, and they also are uh, generic reinforced platoon. So, I think this is very similar to the little tag piece of paper you got in the second edition starter box for U.S. paratroopers. Is that the Band of Brothers one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably. Although I don't think those came with stubborn to start with. But that's been fixed. Yep. Mm. So these ones do... Uh, Six guys add up to six more with rifles. NCO four men can have submachine guns. One only one guy can have a bar. Aww. But you can get two LMGs. Yeah, airborne of you, the U.S. infantry that made the most use of LMGs, if I remember correctly, the standard army had BARs. But these guys like to carry light machine guns, so that's cool. Two. L I think this is the only squad I can think of in the American list that has two LMGs in it. Uh, that sounds about right to me. Still not worth it, but, I mean, you could. Right. And then they've got Team Snafu Squad. They named a team after us. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, this unit is available for Bastogne scenarios only. But they are regular uh, 60 points for six guys, add up to six more with rifles, mm -hmm. 10 points each. NCO can have a submachine gun, one guy can have a bar... Uh, they are mixed fighting background. The team is made up of soldiers, so when they get their first casualty roll of die on a roll of one, they're downgraded to inexperienced. On a two, two to four, no effect. On a five, six, they go to veteran. So it's like a good green, right? Yeah. Without the pins. Essentially. Well, they're limited to Bastogne, so eh. yeah, it's, it's too bad. Again. I mean, this. I mean, it could be cool. It could be fun to model. Right. They can be super fun to model. It's right, because they're just a bunch of different random American soldiers. Yep. So yeah, you can have a lot of fun with that. You just, I'm disappointed they're limited to just Bastogne, though. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad role, honestly. Yep. So I mean, you got three squads of those, then 
you, you, yeah, that's definitely worth it. So. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the 326th Airborne Engineer Machine Gunners. Two options here. You've got a veteran for 75, three guys with a medium machine gun. Those are awesome. Uh, team weapon fixed, prepared position. Begins the game dug in, in hardcover, hidden, and in ambush. I mean, that's cool. For the first turn, that's pretty sweet. And then there's a heavy machine gun for 100 and 101 points. Four guys, again, the same as before, team fixed, prepared position. Uh, these units may select the normal machine gun options in the Bastone Force selector, uh, or the like for on a like for like basis. These unit options are for Bastone selector only. Who earns? Mm -hmm. So dug in, in hardcover, hidden. They're veterans. Right. Basically, just put a sign on it says "Don't shoot at them." And they're, this is and they're super veterans. Sevens. Yeah, I mean they're veterans. I mean, let medium or um, let regulars do that. Yeah, and they're still yeah. And they're paying some extra points for it. They're paying extra twenty-five. Uh, no, sorry, uh, veteran would be what would be what sixty. Five like 10, like extra an extra 10, points. ten points. It's not worth it. Right, yeah, I think the veteran MMG is 65. So. Yeah. And then the, here is the first introduction of the Pathfinder squad, which did, did get replicated elsewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, these are just vets, uh, 6 to 12 guys, rifles, just the NCO camp submachine gun. They're stubborn, and they have the LZ signals. If you recall, the LZ signals allow... Uh, Reroll failed or reserve order test for paratroopers coming in. Friendly, friendly paratrooper and glider units. Well, these guys are for me when I can't roll a friggin' ten. I can well, so not, second shot at not rolling a ten. It's it's only for coming in for reserve. Uh, and these are a reinforced platoon. So yeah. Okay. I mean, you think that well, maybe you could get these guys as advanced deployers or something? But yeah, something. They should, you're absolutely right. These guys should have... Of all the people in the U.S. list that should have advanced deployment, this is number one. Yeah. Should have been the Pathfinders. Yeah. Should have been the Pathfinders. Yeah, I'm surprised you that think? it's not here. Well, I, I, maybe they hadn't thought of that rule yet. Maybe that rule didn't exist in both action when they wrote this. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, no, because it it's, it's in the Soviet book. It's the, yeah, in a version scouts. one book, right? It's yeah, okay. Scouts already exist at this point, so that's the yeah, rule. I mean, these are, these are scouts. Just, they should be. Essentially, yeah. I'm trying here, man. I'm trying here. Yeah, you're trying to find a reason why they didn't do the right thing, but... Okay, all right. I, I don't know. I mean, that rule is in particular pretty strong when a unit can do that. Yep. It, there are very few... Is there more than one? I don't know of another unit that gets advanced to play like the Soviet scouts do. There's a couple Chinese, yeah, Chinese units. units. There's a couple. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, but they have lose Sparrow Tactics now, so right. yeah, they're just essentially just... I mean, we'd, we'd have to dig into it, but outside yeah. of the typical I, I spotters say, and snipers and stuff like that, well, I think there's some there, British troops that can do it. So. There's a couple in scenario books, yeah. like Budapest. I think there's a German or Romanian sure. unit that can. Okay. I think there's something in the uh, Australian, the New Guinea book as well, that had some things that sure. can do that, so... I'm surprised that yeah, each nation can't do something similar. But. It would be it would make a very very different game for mm -hmm. sure if everyone had advanced deployers like that. It'd be could a, have. It well, you definitely would see more spotters and stuff trying to you know increase it your definitely your deployments. Yeah, your advanced makes deployments deployment another uh, strategic game. So yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
And then they add a troop carrier that applies to only some bestowed special rules that are in the effect. It allows you you put these in for free. It allows you to negate the special rules in those scenarios. So strictly scenario mm-hmm. entry there that honestly isn't all that excited. Uh, the theater selectors in here aren't... Well, we'll let you find something in the book. I mean, we don't need to go through all those. So then we run into a batch of new German news that I won't be able to pronounce. Jeff, do you want to try pronouncing them on eighty on 66? Oh, Jesus, no. Ehrenheit Stellalu? I'm going to guess that's Einheit Shit, I don't know. Sorry. I'm glad I, I, I don't have the um, words in front of me. Stalau. I, I try and butcher it. Sure. Einheit Einheit Stalau. I'll buy that. Uh, these sure. are a generic reinforced platoons, platoon selector. Uh, it is a lieutenant, regular, or an uber lieutenant, also at regular. Uh, interesting. So as depicted, they can be accompanied by up to three. The entire squad being given anti-tank grenades. That doesn't always happen in, in command squads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a lead squad. I think he's replacing the lieutenant. Uh, they're U.S. equipped. Now, this is getting into an interesting part of it. So, the U.S. equipped, and basically these are the guys that you can't tell that they're Germans until you get close to them. Sure. They're essentially Brandenburgers. No, well, they... they maybe not as they're, many They're Brandenburgers, and they also have American appearance, so they're, they're like super uh, Brandenburgers. Yeah, like so, in, ultra so uh, you have to move the Uber 12 inches Brandenburg. of a lead squad. It's close enough to notice that the potential errors in the uniform. Inexperienced get a minus one. Veterans get a plus one. And a four plus, you can identify them uh, and, be, and target them. You can't target them until then. Oof. You can automatically identify them within 12 inches. So if you're outside of 12, you have to make a check to even target them. It's, they, it's, it's uber It's uber. Hidden. Hang on, there's still a couple more. they got oh, behind boy. enemy lines. Yep, okay. Uh, sowing confusion. This unit in reserve. Any enemy units that uh, fails its attempt to enter the table while outflaking has been misdirected by lead squad. The German player can now choose which table edge the unit can attempt to come in on. Ouch, okay. Paranoia. When the enemy rolls on the FUBAR chart, they suffer a minus two on, on the FUBAR to roll. Mm-hmm. Lead squad counts yep. as observer snipers, so they get to set up. They get to advance. They get yep. to advance deploy. And this is a reinforced platoon selector. And it's uh, it's really? Stilo is what it is. I was Stilo. Yeah, okay. Stilo. This is this so is a great opportunity if you've got a couple extra American models sitting around to just paint them up in your German army. Right, right. How many? How big can they be? It's a it's a lieutenant squad. So you know, up to oh, four. Three dudes. Total, total of four. You can yep. take up to four. Total of four. Just okay. a little bit bigger than your standards. And it does say weapons, pistol, rifle, or submachine gun, as depicted on the model. So. Yep. So you can take them all with SMGs. I mean, four to, yeah. veterans with SMGs, advanced deploying. That's, mm-hmm. that's fun. It's not bad. And, and messing with deployment. And being basically and Brandenburgers. That's not bad. It just Yeah, they've got all the Brandenburger rules plus that's some extra fun. stuff. I like that. Yeah, they, and they can't be targeted within outside of 12 this inches. Is only, well, well, this can, is the only unit I know of that can go, no, your, your outflankers are over here now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be hilarious if you're playing Finns and they're trying to come in on your behind table edge, and you're just like, "No, you're coming out on your own table edge." <laughs> right? How how did they get that rule? What, what did they have to? What has to happen? So in confusion, they have the to fail an attempt to come in. Right. So then you just be like, "Where were they coming in?" 
I mean, is that what happens then? Oh, it doesn't matter. You just you tell them where they're coming in now. Oh, you're like they're coming in from over there now. Yeah, okay. you get to pick. Now. Sure, that makes sense. I guess it doesn't matter what they yeah, were. Yeah, but doing. they have to fail their attempt to come on first. So which sure. which yeah. does happen at at a minus one nope, as well. Nope, it doesn't have that. I thought it did. No, they have behind enemy lines, so they ignore minus one for coming in. Oh, I thought that was the same rule that gave the nope, other it opponent. Does, it doesn't have that Brandenburger one. Well, I thought that was behind. So you want to take these guys and Brandenburgers? Okay. You're taking both. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, Brandenburgers also amazing. put a, a minus one or a minus two on the food bar roll too. Yep. Oh, doesn't wow. stack. If though. you got two of them, probably doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't stack. I was gonna say, imagine it doesn't stack. That'd be amazing though. That'd be funnier and shit when it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Not that it happens very often. So hang on. There's more of this nonsense because yeah, there's an infiltration squad too. And and you can Ooh. you can add three guys to this unit, so you can have four. Severin. Um, no, the the Einheit Stilau. Um, officer would be accompanied by up to three additional men. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It isn't additional. Additional. It is just a four. Okay. Yeah, it caps at four. All right. Yeah. yeah. Still good, but caps at four. Yep. The infiltra- infiltration squad apparently didn't need a German name. Uh, four <laughs> guys at 60 points. Uh, you can add two okay. more at 15 points each. NCO submachine gun for three. Uh, one man can have a, a German man can have a bar. Five points. Right. Sure. And okay. entire squad given. They've again got the U.S. equipment, so that same rule. They still got the same behind the lines. They've got the sewing confusion. They've got the paranoia, and they've got the infiltration that they can count up. They set up as observers, observers and snipers. These are just regulars. Yeah. And this, They're this just is, regular, this is though, a yeah. reinforced platoon selector. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's an interesting selector because now they're they're safe midfield for a while because they're not like. You got to step on them to like, shoot them, yeah. You're right. It's like artillery can't shoot at them, right? Like things that spot hit. Well, they got to make that plus. They got to make that plus four check, but only then that unit can make the right. check. Yeah, right. Or four plus, you mean? But yes. yes, same difference. Yeah, but right. But in only that unit can do it, right? So the, the howitzer in the back of the field still can't shoot it. Yep. So it's you're definitely, definitely. Protecting your your assets in the middle of the field. Although I wish they were veteran, it would be cooler. If well, hang on, hang oh, on. Okay, all right. Wait, there's Panzer, more. The Why do you guy. mention that? The Panzer Brigade 150. Uh, okay. Four guys, regular at 65 or 85 for veteran. You can add up to five okay. more for 13 or 17 points, regular and veteran respectively. Uh, into a submachine gun, one bar, and then tank grenades if you're so inclined. Uh, Yep. They've also got the U.S. equipment. They've got the behind enemy lines, and they've got the paranoia. But these guys do not forward deploy, and they are generic yeah. reinforced platoon selectors. So there's your veterans. You just can't forward deploy your veterans. Do you say they were? Do you say they were American army? Yep. So the U.S. Guys? equipment for special role. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's still pretty good. Like the, the, just not being able to get your shit targeted is pretty significant. Pretty awesome. Well, hang on. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Wait, there's more. more. Well, the trick here, that, that U.S. equipment rule at the end, once once any unit is identified, the entire force is now identified. And oh, so, that's right. a big difference. And so it's... Yeah, that's not nearly so, as good So, I mean, you might, you might want, like, one unit or one unit or maybe two. Um, and then if you're not firing with them, if you're just harassing, then, you know... Right. Like, why does that American army have a Nebel right. rifle? That doesn't make sense. So, 
Yeah. I, uh, okay. I mean, it's still really good. I'd, st- I'd yeah. still would put it. I would still put my midfield infiltrator type stuff with that rule out there because that's still mm-hmm. pretty powerful for at least the first turn or two being able to protect your stuff. Well, you play your cards right with this army would be hilarious in a uh, double envelopment. You just walk your guys off the board and they never attack you. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So, I mean, it, it, they still, if they get within 12 inches of you, then they get to roll, but, so. But they got to get close to you to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or have dogs. I don't, I don't, I don't think. So the way that Pat writes, the, the Pat just showed me the rule. I don't, I don't agree with you, Dale. Like, why? Why does the whole army get revealed? It doesn't say anything. Uh, in underneath the, rule. the Panzer uh, Panzer Brigade rule, it specifically says once any Panzer Brigade unit is identified, the entire force is now recognized as German, with the exception of the Einheit Stilau units, which must still be separately okay. identified. That's back at the at the start of the uh, Panzer Brigade one hundred and fifty yeah. rules. All right, that makes sense then. But that's okay. still cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, and there's still more of this hidden shenanigans. The Panzer Airset M10. It's a Panther dressed up like an M10. Yep. So 275 in experience, 345 regular UG, uh, turret-mounted super heavy anti-tank with colossal MMG. Yeah, no Panther. other weapons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's got uh, beneath its hastily construction vehicle still a Panther against shots hitting it from the back is damage value against yeah the back front still front ten to the front and it's got the appearance uh, enemy units cannot shoot you know the same as the US equip it's just got the appearance to it and they've also got the uh, you could do this to other German vehicles for ten points you can give them the appearance so you could you could field a German army as Americans and I think actually uh Someone did that. I think Josh Dunn did this. Josh Dunn did that, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Very cool. So that's that's a thing that you can do with stuff. Mm -hmm. I haven't found any British. Oh, wait, here's a British unit. Oh, that's just the intelligence section. Okay. Yeah, we know about that. And their their version of the military police. Mm -hmm. They've got those two. Um, And they got some new uh, French. Free French in Europe. This is a theater selector. Yeah, this is a whole army list. Armies of free French and late yeah. war. Yeah, it's a late war French list, That's effectively, cool. right? Yep. That's so basically an American list. Different army rules and some different selections, but yeah, it's mostly like an American list. Yep. But they don't have the American rules. They have the French rules, so they don't have the move and fire. Right. Didn't have enough training time, I guess. Sure, which means if I were going to play free French in late war, I'd probably just play Americans and say they're free French. Well, the American rule's just better. Battle of France, I think, has a better, has an actual army list. This was just the theater selector. But I think Battle of France actually had some. Well, their rules for this are good. You can make anybody stubborn for one point. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's you can get a free... F- it's uh, a three-for-one unit. Three for one on a French, free French fighting unit. Yeah. And then the local area knowledge, you don't get the minus one for coming on the board. If I remember right, the only thing in here that really excited, really got me excited to play them specifically was that they have the late war tier squad where you can have the tough fighters. You can have That's inexperienced it. tough fighters, regular tough fighters, or veteran tough. Oh, excuse me, only regular veteran tough fighters, but still for one point of man. 
Yeah, it's still pretty good to have. Just being able to have that tool in your toolbox is great. It's nice to have a toolbox. It's nice to have a toolbox. Especially when it comes with a free wrench. Right? (laughs) So, but now that they have the veteran U.S. infantry squad that you can also make tough fighters for one point, I think I'd still rather play U.S. and just call them free wrench if I really wanted to. (laughs) Well, I mean, the selections, you know, why play... Why play? Lim- why limit yourself? Yeah, right. You know, American rules are just straight up better. Yeah, yeah. Just That's good rules. Just good rules. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so now they've introduced a green, another German unit, a green Falschmjager squad, late war. Uh, okay. Uh, inexperienced infantry. Five guys for thirty-five points. You can go up to ten NCO, and six men can have submachine guns. NCO and four men can have assault rifles. Why? Two light machine guns and an inexperienced squad. No, thank you. Four Panzerfoss. Uh, uh, on, an, on an inexperienced squad. Yeah. Never going to. Well, I guess with four of them, but, you're going to hit something. But I they're guess. green. Yeah, they're green. Uh, they are. They are generic reinforced platoon selector, though. So. Yeah, you're. you're, pl- you're you take those guys because again, you're playing for a theme. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you're really good yeah. at your green rolls and getting cheap mm-hmm. regular guys. The, yeah, what, your dice are weighted? Is that I what you're saying? No. <laughs> Even then, hooray, you, you've, up, you've taken the chance you've upgraded to regular guys. Just just take regular dudes. Right. Just take... Well, you can't take regular Falkstermjager, though. Well, Falkstermjager doesn't... I mean, five. that's just a name, I mean. <laughs> right, right. Fair, fair. Well, I don't think Germany has access to, like, a regular paratrooper, though, right? Uh, Falkstermjager are paratroopers. Yeah, you're saying that. not veteran, but regular, like not veteran, regular quality. No, I don't think they I, do. Th- no, I think they're all veteran. Yeah, I don't think they do. Yeah, or inexperienced green troops. Apparently, do do they get the do they get the paratrooper rule? Do they get no. stubborn. No. So they're just really shitty inexperienced. So squad here's here's your green here's your green squad selector for your cheap order guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. They just have lots of equipment options. They do yeah. have a lot more equipment 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 options than. Normal inexperienced squads for sure. I ain't touching this next word, Pat. Uh, guard force. Yeah, there if we you, go. If you can, if you can get this word in Scrabble, you win. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff put together. <laughs> Basically, they're regular infantry for fifty points. Uh, they are a armies of Germany operation, so they are they're a reinforced platoon and several theaters. Uh, rifles or pistols. So yeah, the cost is not built in directly. So five, the first five guys have rifles or pistols for fifty points, and then up to six men can have rifles or pistols at eleven points each. Uh, mm-hmm. One man can replace his rifle with a light machine gun. Uh, five for fifty. Something's not right in that math there because they've got a guard force um, special rule that allows them to add up to two. Convict squads, which will be the next entry, and they have the not one step back, basically. They, this unit acts as a commissar for the units that are the convict squads. Sure, why not? Yep. And then the convict yep. squad is uh, five men for 15 points in experience or 30 for regular. They have no weapons. Mm. Additional <laughs> 10 unarmed men for three points each or six points regular. Entire squad may have anti tank grenades for two points per model. Woof, woof. They're unarmed, they cannot shoot, but can fight in close <laughs> right. quarters. A no NCO. Uh, squads are more than six inches away from a guard squad. They're counting as having no NCO. 
and they've got uh, another special rule without correct. No, no, say that rule. Come on, say the name of that rule. Hamlish fart. Sorry. (laughs) Without correct supervision, convicts will see little point to carry out orders. All but guarantees to their death that the convict squad is not is is more than twenty four inches from all guards force and fails an order test, it routes and is removed from play. <laughs> this is the entry for those guys. Some guys are really obsessed with penal squads. I think I've said this in other army lists, like they really want to play prisoner squads for some fucking reason. It's a, it's well, old um it's old um Warhammer rogue trader days. Yeah, Imperial Guard. Imperial the Guard, there's, there are some penal squads in there. And, and, and the convicts are generic reinforced platoon selector in case that is your thing. Yep. Some people really like those. It's just not my cup of tea. So, and then they, and then they actually have the entry for the armies of Free France Late War. Before it was just a theater selector, and this is this is a full-fledged army list. Okay. And I have seen that this has been allowed in tournaments when they like list, you know, you can take the Chinese from this one and the three French from this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. They, they do have all the entries. Uh, do they change their special rules? Uh, sacred ground. Uh, French firing. So for stakes are high and grim determination. Any regular veteran model may be stubborn. I think Jeff mentioned that. Yep. The resistance. Three for ones again. Uh, local area, so they're not suffering the minus one for attempting to bring vehicles. So on the not table. really. So, but this is this is the official. This is an army list. This is the theater selector. Yeah, this is this is the army book for late war. Yep, mm-hmm. free French hooray. And I think that was redone in armies of France. I don't know if it changed any from this. Um, I don't know how in depth we need to go into it. Not really. I mean, it's a. We, I mean, you cover the special rules. That's the only thing that's different about it from an American right. list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then that's yeah. That's really all it is. Just a little different equipment on the guys, and uh, and oh, they don't have the communication breakdown. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but they also don't have the American rule. Well, they have the local knowledge rule where it doesn't get the minus one to come in for vehicles. Yeah. For vehicles, yeah. Right. So, but otherwise, yeah, that's it's what you'd expect out of an army list in the vehicles, and it's got a lot of American equipment in it, especially when it gets mm-hmm. to the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's fully American equipped. Uh, they don't have they don't have the deck of Stuart though. Their, their first Stuart entry is the M three A three. So, no, they don't have the oh, broke. Uh-huh. They have, like I said, limited vehicle selections. I don't know why you take these over a standard American army with free French patches. Unless you're right. really into your French. I mean, they they were all outfitted with U.S. equipment, yes. right? So it's they're essentially Americans with an accent, or just speaking French. I don't. Yeah, yeah. basically, they didn't. They didn't even give him. Let me double check the tank list. They didn't even give him the really interesting choices that like the Free French actually used in the late war. So they uh, repurposed a couple old early war French tanks because they found them again, and they're like, "Hey, we remember how to drive these." That would have been cool to put in here, but now it's... No, they just here. listed... Uh, let's see. vast majority of the French army vehicles being lost to the Germans. In some cases, they use their, they're used they used by their own enemies. So they now relied on United States Lend-Lease. So they've got the M3A3 Stuart, the M5, M5A1. They've got the 75 Sherman and 76 Sherman. 
They got the Yemtem Tank Destroyer. They got the Scott. They got the Priests. They got the Greyhound. Woohoo! And yeah. an SAS Jeep. Yeah. Notable exceptions. They don't get the Hellcat. They don't get the M20 Armored Car. They don't get any mm. of the flamethrower varieties of Shermans. They don't get the Duck. They do get the White Car. What do you frickin' do? Wow. They get the Bofors, Frantic Aircraft, and they get the... Uh, just the 57, the medium and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I find it a little underwhelming, but... It's not... In his, I mean, it's not necessarily historically inaccurate, right? It's just underwhelming. It's just not exciting. It's like... Right. It's another one of those... Wow, we could have done something here, and people would have been excited and, and bought the book and new models and played the new army. Well, they they do get a French SAS infantry, so they got they got a fanatic option. It's, it's not enough, man. Well, those are expensive. <laughs> what, like eighteen points a model or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, SAS are stupid expensive. SAS are what Gurkhas should cost. Right. Yeah. Do they get access to bars? Okay, they do get a bar, but they don't have the moving. They do get a couple bars, but they don't get the moving. They don't have move and shoot, so it's just you know it's not nearly as good. Right. Again, just play Americans and put the free French patches on their shoulders. Call it a day. Right. No sense handicapping yourself. Play play something good. Or Italians. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm desperately hoping this is Italian book coming out in the fall. I'm desperately hoping you're like, hey, this is the new Italian book. You're hoping you're be. hoping to. You're doing the swing hard in case you hit the ball kind of thing? Well, it's like, I mean, do you guys want to sell Italian models or not? Right. You know? I, I, I don't understand purposely handicapping an army list. Because it's not just, like, mediocre rules. They're bad rules. I mean, they're bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, drum up some interest here, guys. There's any number of creative rules you could have given that army. And you chose ones that are just bad. <laughs> you know. So well there you go. That's that's the uh Battle of Bulge book in a nutshell. There are there are, like I said, a dozen scenarios. Uh I've read through them. None of them are like, wow, that'd be fun to play. It's like, okay, yeah, they're they're telling the story, which is fine, you know. And mm-hmm. they, they, they put some of the special units to back up and tell that story with, which is very well done. It's good written book for a first edition that got roped into second edition so you know yeah there's some good history in here so if you like that i'd recommend picking up just to read that yeah yeah the, the history part alone is, is often is often uh, glossed over when people look at these books but you know they do their homework on these things mm-hmm. so yeah they do that's a yeah that that part's excellent that comes for as much as i might right for as much as i might <clears throat> whine a little bit about rules the history part of it's very good but you know what? There are lots of history books in the library. <laughs> I know. And YouTube videos and all kinds of other stuff I can, I can go to to get my history. Right. Damn it, I'm trying to find positives here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a few. There, Hold I mean, the pig, I got the lipstick. There uh-huh. are, Always with them negative waves. There are a few right. choices in here that are maybe interesting or worth some consideration if you're talking about competitive play, whether it's with a tournament that allows selectors uh, rather theater selectors or even in the reinforced platoon. I mean, and so, I mean, there, you know, there is something. It's just, um, it, it's, I guess it reminds me of the discussion that we had about a, a good table. A good table looks cool and is good to play, mm-hmm. right? And a good rule book 
can be exactly the same thing. It can have cool history in it, and it, and it can look cool, and it can have some fun, flavorful choices. Um, but if it's also good to play, then you're just finding that sweet spot. And yep. so, you know, in the same way as tournament organizers, we want to put together great terrain tables that are both cool to look at and great to play with. Um, you know, I think that would be a principle if it's adopted by Warlord could really help. You know, yeah. So, as one as one little golden nugget here, I almost glossed over, guys. Okay. All right. So I'm going to talk about we we talked about intelligence officers, and they have a couple different options. This is the American, American selector they got uh, an IN, INR platoon HQ, which is just an intelligence officer, and then he can he can add more guys. So normally, intelligence officer has to be attached to your HQ. Mm-hmm. And this allows him to basically develop a squad around him, up to four guys. And then there's a squad that can have one that can be an intelligence officer. Uh, so yep. you get 32 in experience, 44 regular, and CO3 guys, rifles, you get up to five more. They got the recon troop special rule, they spot hidden. And so the theater selector, here's this, stick with me on this one. Any theater selector which allows U.S. inexperienced or regular veteran infantry squads can include a 0 1. A&R Platoon HQ and 0-2 INR squads. No force can include both INR Platoon HQ and an attached intelligence officer. Okay? That makes sense. So this, by technicality, fits into the standard reinforced platoon. Now we talked okay. early on about the armored jeep with twin bazookas. So at 105 points regular, it's a it's a it's a jeep just like it sounds like it's got two bazookas on a, on a 360 degree arc of fire mm-hmm. with recce and frontal right. armor. Yeah, I was gonna say it's front and armor so it too. Can't, right? It can't be damaged by small arms, but will still be pinned. And this to the front. And the selector for, sure, yeah. for this is the armored jeep with twin bazooka may be taken in an armored car option in the Battle of Bulge or Reinhardt Theater selector. And by any platoon that includes at least one A and R unit. So by taking an A and R, an I and R squad, this allows you to get the bazooka in the reinforced platoon. Um, as I'm reading it. So, does it does it actually say or and? Actually, sorry, it says by. It doesn't say and. Okay, so you can. So, so it has to. Be, so if you're playing Bulger Re, or Reinhardt Theater, uh, by a platoon that includes at least one I and R. So. Okay, so yep, you those theaters do allow regular veterans, so you could in those theaters you've gotta pay a lot to get this twin bazooka Jeep in there, man. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. That's rough. You got two theater selectors which are in the US book. Bulge of Rhineland. And you've gotta bring in at least a thirty two point inexperienced squad to bring in the, the twin bazooka Jeep. It's a lot of work to get that. Right. You have to really want to put that twin bazooka jeep on the table. So, but that that's that got nestled in with the intelligence officer stuff that we kind of glossed over because we've covered it numerous times. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure we brought that up. Sorry, mm. my miss. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So it ended with a carrot that okay. turned out to be rotten. Yeah, uh, well, that's what. Unfortunately, lots of people have thought that about the. Everyone wants to bring the freaking twin bazooka because it's cool, right. but there are not that many options to do it. And this this book doesn't even like. I know the armies of usually says you know so many were manufactured, and that that doesn't really say that. Which I think would be interesting. I wonder how many of these were actually manufactured. Because I think <coughs> most of them were probably field jury rigged, 
as I understand it. Well, I bet there's still more of these than there were Pumas, so. (laughs) (laughs) Depends which tournament you go to. Right. Okay, cool. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. There we go. It only took us uh, four years to get to it, so congrats. (laughs) Sorry. Four years and about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And still a good book. It maybe is not as organized as some of the other ones, but that's just the way it works. Mine is so color tabbed. Just it's right. just well, that's all your shit is. Like well, that. this one in particular, just you know, because I've got so I've got green tabs for the stuff that are standard reinforced platoons. I got <laughs> you got the purple tabs for the stuff that right. isn't. It's like right. Oh, did, I, did I tab any scenarios? Let me see if I found some scenarios. Oh Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> Nothing. I was just you're gonna tab scenarios. It's like, well, if I it sucks. right, if I if I tabbed them, then they're probably worth talking about. But it, so far, it doesn't look like I've actually. It looks like it's just the units that have been tabbed in here. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, a good book still. Yeah, uh, worth picking up. Yep. And obviously, even more, maybe a little more so, because we're gonna do that for Operation Snap mm-hmm. Food for those that listen. I, I still like Josh's uh, American German list. I think that was really, really cool. Very unique. Yeah, absolutely. If only they could get the could have dolled up the artillery, right? Get their howling yeah, well. how to look like a rocket launcher. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Or just, I mean, there were there were a lot of, well, I mean, a lot, lot of movies made um, about different things that occurred in World War II, but this particular one... You know, with with these 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 German troops that were put in all that effort to you know that's you know that's that's a movie waiting to be made. That's 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 an interesting right. thing, and it's cool that it's in the book. So, yep. oh, and I did catch. There's one special rule in there that if the NCO of those units was lost, then they don't have any English yeah. speakers left. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that one too. It's. It's got a lot of flavor for what it is. I feel like it does a good job of doing that, even though it limits them to theater selectors. But that's like most of their books, right? There's no those, those two were, nuggets those that you pulled out. Platoons. Actually, I take that back. It's, yeah, because yeah, like the German shit is all like the twin bazooka didn't make it in, but that's probably for the better. Like nobody. Well, yeah, because the U.S. Is really doesn't have any great options for its armored car slot. That would have been way too good of an option. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just a good. Yeah, it's just the, the best option available. <laughs> I mean, it is a cheap option because it's still yeah. relatively inexpensive. Yeah, it's for two bazookas. Yeah, right. Twin uh, like bazookas, yeah, pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah, with yeah, Recky, because why wouldn't it? With Recky, yeah, mobile, mobile, mobile tank killer for mm-hmm. sure. All right, I'd say we uh, we've we've done our justice on this book now. We, we can we, we can, can go call to bed. Night. <laughs> yep, yep. It's time to go to bed. Let my voice rest. Go deal with the babies. So, uh, Pat, lead All us right. out. Guys, this is Snafu. Over and out. Have a good night, boys. Good night, everybody. Good night. night. There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin when the Yanks go marching in. I want to be their boy Spread some joy When they take old Berlin There'll be a hot time In the town of Berlin When the Brooklyn boys begin To take the joint apart And tear it down When they take old Berlin 
They're gonna start a row and show 'em how we paint the town back in Kokomo. They're gonna take a hike through Hitler's Reich and change that hile to what you know, Joe. There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin when the Yanks go marching in. You could never keep 'em happy down on the farm after they take Berlin. A hot time in the town of Berlin when the Yanks go marching in. I wanna be their boy, spread some joy when they take over Berlin. And may I join you? There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin when the Brooklyn boys begin to take the joint apart and tear it down when they take over Berlin. They're gonna start a row and show them how you paint the town back in. They're gonna take a hike through Hitler's Reich and change the hile to give me some skin. There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin when the Yanks go marching in. You're never gonna keep 'em happy down on the farm after they take Berlin. It should have been paint, pick, post, play, paint again, like uh, dodgeball. Duck, dive, dodge, something I can't remember. All of them It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm worried about this. All right. <laughs> You've done it before, Rick. No, Take no, no. I was, I was, I was. I don't know about the dodgeball thing. I was like trying to figure out what it was. I'm like, my brain is all freaked out. I'm like, why do I not remember what dodgeball? The I think dodgeball he says dodge. Is. Yeah, I think he says dodge twice. Is it dodge um, twice? I dodge, duck, dodge, dip. duck, dip, dive, dodge. <laughs> all right, there we go. All right, my, my brain's better now. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Mine isn't. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm like lost. you're like Rick. I'm worried for you. 